little note before we start the episode. After we had recorded this episode, we realized that we had called it episode 25 when it is actually episode 26. So, I guess the little conversation that we have about it being episode 25 and what it means, I guess apply that conversation to the previous episode, which is actually episode 25. And know that this episode is actually episode 26. And I guess after that, enjoy this episode. Chock full episode, probably the longest one we've ever done. Um, we have a returning guest, John Thomas, and we talk AEW All Out 2021. Uh, give our thoughts and feelings on it, give a little review, tell you what we think for the future, and yeah, pretty much lay it all out for you. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I guess without further ado, enjoy episode 26. Too. Oh yeah, he's basically our producer. <laughs> producer Walt. Um, I guess with that, there's no better intro than a Walt intro. No. With that said, this is Ohio Wrestlecast number 25, I believe, unless I'm wrong. Welcome back. Um, now that I see it, I'm gonna plug the camera in. Good thing I noticed now. Ah, I'm waving to nobody. With that said, they this is Ohio. <laughs> yeah, there was a glitch here in the Matrix guide. <laughs> but uh, this is Ohio Wrestlecast number 25. I am Mark Thomas. 25. We're, we're silver. It's we're a silver, silver anniversary, right? Is 25? It? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I've never I'm heard that term. I'm getting a little silver. I'm, you know, Me too, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so I guess being silver means we're bringing our friend along with us. Right? Yeah, we are. This is Jared Griffiths and guest, returning guest, John Thomas. Your brother from another mother? I mean, I guess. Could be. Uh, we never hey, actually hey, looked at that. Phil had some adventures in his day, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I have. Yes, he did. <laughs> I've heard a few, for sure. If the if the pup's the third man, I'm definitely the Virgil of the crew. Okay? <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> don't, don't dog yourself that bad, pal. I like Virgil. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Uh, this is John's first appearance since, what, June of 2019? Yeah. Correct? I yeah. think so. I, I, and uh, back then, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about yes, sir. We talked about uh, what AEW could be. I think it was the developmental stages at that point. I, and that wasn't even a uh, dynamite yet. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, you're we, right. Of course, talked about Brett the Hitman Hart, which uh, you know we became friends by the end of it. I, I might have dog Brett a little, but then I just showed a sneak peek of my very, very sweet looking pink and black uh, singular got coming in that I'll be. That'll be repping at Stranglehold, so I'm excited. So we, we came we all came back around on the hit, man. And Mark, you mentioned uh, you just you actually went back and watched some of this. Yeah, I uh, one morning because I, I sleep to YouTube, and uh, sometimes it'll just autoplay stuff after I fall asleep. And I woke up to that episode for some reason <laughs> one day, and uh, you had suggested watching that match, so I did. I was off that day, I said fuck it, I'm turning it on. Which match was it? Tell and it the was people. oh yeah, it was uh, Mr. Perfect versus uh, Bret Hart at SummerSlam '91. Yeah. Hell of a match. Yeah. And uh, there's a follow-up. You should check out him versus uh, Perfect uh, King of the Ring 93. This is yeah. a, this is a babyface, babyface match, but it's also an incredible <clears throat> match. So. Okay. Who won that? 
know. Aren't you gotta watch and find out? No, I mean who won the King of the Ring? Well, if I told you, you'd probably know. Oh, the I get. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I see where you're going. Uh, uh, Brett had okay. perfect number. We'll just say that. There you go. But, okay. No, it's a hell of a match. It's really worth the time. All right. No, I'll check it out for sure. You should too, everybody. But we're uh, we're in an exciting time period in wrestling right now, right? I mean, this is. There's big, big news to talk about. We are recording uh, on Monday, Labor Day, one day after AEW's All Out, and that's uh, that's yeah. going to be the main focus of our conversation today, correct? Yeah, yeah that's going to be episode 25, pretty much. Yeah. And it's, uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, as our buddy Conrad likes to say. Yeah, oh, apparently the cat's going to be joining us. That's fine. She's got a lot to say as well. I'm a cat daddy, so. <laughs> nice, all right, it'll work so, out. Before we get into that, and I think maybe it's safe to do this this way. Let me get rid of the negativity in my soul before we get into it. Get it out of the way, man. Yeah, you said you've watched the first three episodes of the new uh, series called Heels on Stars. I have. So by getting through three episodes, it's safe to say that you're a fan. I mean, I I have mixed feelings about it so far. There's okay. some there's some questionable things that happened on the show that I'm just like that's strange. Uh, I won't get into details or anything go ahead because i'm not going to watch there's there's some um, <laughs> i'm really curious to hear what your hate is for it but uh well, so i mean I don't, I don't i don't hate it i'm seeing where it goes i'm only three episodes well, in it's probably still pretty introductory yeah like the whole first episode is set up like the whole first episode i was like ah it's all right so i watched the second one and i was like okay i see where it's going and uh there's a lot of wrestling stuff in there it's uh, but i mean it's not a bad show but it just hasn't uh, that's what i won me yet. um I know Stephen Amell is is a legitimate huge wrestling fan. He did some work with the WWE. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and Green Arrow is actually my favorite DC character, and he was on that show and shit. And then the other dude in the show is from Vikings, and I love okay. that show. So you're so you're already a fan of both the actors. I've, by all accounts, Stephen Amell's a really good actor. I'm not a comic book guy. I didn't watch the show, so I don't yeah. know. But by all accounts, they're both talented dudes. Um, and knowing that Stephen Amell is a big wrestling fan, I came in with high hopes. <coughs> Literally, the first part of the episode is him typing up a script. And they kept saying the word script. Yeah. And it, it's just that the whole thing is just kind of kicking me in the dick every time they said it. Yeah. I have been on hundreds upon hundreds of independent shows. There's never once been a script ever, ever. Really? So the very concept at the very tip top of it, the concept of what they're doing, I'm like, well, that's not right. And if you're going to give me a show that has a setting, the setting is independent wrestling. It's not mainstream it's not it's in that's that's the setting it's not uh it's not a background it's not you know there's hospital shows there's cop dramas this is about independent wrestling well it's yes. not a fantastical show either it's supposed to be based in reality it's supposed to be based in reality and so yeah. right off of the rip i'm like there's ne no not once has there ever been a script handed to me or presented at an in, at an independent, independent show, show. It, it, and, and that's not just on my ring of honor does not have scripts all right but uh, but i know i know wwe scripts have wwe shows. does and i'm pretty sure the only organization he's ever worked for is wwe and right therefore i think he did a little bit of independence did he? he's real good friends with cody back i, th I think there yeah they did the that problem. stardust stuff i think therein lies the problem is that he he knows that's, it from the if big he's, leagues? If he's the one who's presenting it, that's that's I don't know presenting if is, the concept though, of this show, and that's his experiences. That's fine. It's not authentic in the least bit. No, yeah, you're you're right about that, and so, that is a bit like that's like a underlying theme throughout the three episodes. Is I've what's seen. in the script or what have you? Now, there's creative, and you can have creative differences on the independence. There's you know, between the talent and the guys who book in the shows. Yeah, that, that stuff happens. Yeah. But the whole concept of 
well, if it's not in the script, it's not what we're doing. Man, fuck you. Like, I, can't, no, no, no. I, I no. get, I get fired. I got fired up. I only got halfway through. You think they're just trying to Hollywood up the fact, like sensationalize, you know, that it is predetermined and they're just trying to drive it to the viewer that doesn't watch wrestling. Well, yeah, I'm sure they are. And that's the other thing. Like I didn't even get to the point where, you know, you could obviously see that there's going to be a difference in opinion between the brothers, the younger brother, portrays is, is a big star he gets over with the crowd yeah that you that's coming right off the rip like oh you don't hear the reaction i mean that you know i get it and i get that's where the drama is probably going to come on with him being a family man at home too with the wife and the money that goes into producing your shows that is real i mean that you know yeah that could be a strain on your real life where you have to invest money to try to turn your own product around that those tensions definitely could be real life things yeah uh but that's that's the real that's the problem you have with it is that the, the is the script the thing scripting and then when they're at the because you stopped after that I'm I, assuming because you know about that well like, I stopped says I not. stopped halfway through. I was where they were meeting his the dad's old opponent the I can't remember his name but like the cowboy looking guy it was the dad's old opponent yeah 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 they're meeting with him in the back and I was just like I don't want to watch this anymore okay. um, the other part that I like when they were outside of the church and they got the wives like well, you're a wrestler wife now you need to learn about kayfabe like yeah, fuck yeah. you like that's not no that's not <laughs> no 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 i see what you're saying it's 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 pretty it's kind of cheesy when you put it that you, way and i think you're right john i think they're trying to hollywood how you know hollywood it up where they're like here you go Over everybody this yeah. is this is exactly what this is and it's like no it's no, not you're, so you're right if you're going to make it feel like an authentic experience like how it really is i, I mean they could have done well especially it's set in so modern time right? i've not yeah. seen the show yeah. So if this was set in like the 70s, it'd be like, oh, yeah, the kayfabe thing with the wives might be a thing. But like sure. modern times, like, sure. yeah, you know, like nowadays, everybody knows, you know, it's not a secret. Yeah, is your, right. If your girlfriend or wife not going to know like what you do is, you know, <laughs> now I seen the scene where the younger brother was a, you know, a dick to the girl at the gas station. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like, there's a little bit of that, too. Like, if you're a heel in and, and I guess it's be interpreted as a small town, small town feel. So if you are that baby face, like where you actually are selling tickets no, don't go out to the store and be an asshole. Be an asshole that, like, especially in the he was a social total media, dick. like where, no man, no, like real life. I mean, we talk about the Me Too movement, stuff like that. Mm. So real life, no, don't be an asshole in real life, even if you are over as a baby face, because that will come back to bite you. Especially in the if the show's no, bringing sure. up kayfabe. Like, well, yeah, exactly. It's going to happen both yeah. ways. But that's, exactly. uh, you, uh, did you watch the show at no, all? No. I know. I'm, I but, know so you only saw like, maybe like the first 20 minutes. I got through, we have Because it's like an hour long. Yeah, and I, uh, just but thoroughly did not enjoy it, so I was I was good. As as the episodes go on, not to spoil anything, I'll try to keep it as spoiler free as I can. But uh, as the episodes go on, the script thing does kind of remain in the storyline, but it's it's all about the brother really, mm-hmm. like needing to turn heel. Like that's that's the main focus of what I've seen so far. So it kind of strays away from the but the script thing is an underlying thing. Yeah, but. Again, I've only seen three episodes, and I don't know where it's going. That's why I'm kind of still watching it. But I do, I agree with you, and I, like, I did notice a little bit of these things as I'm watching it. And they were, and they were heavy on it. It wasn't like it was just uh, mentioned, like, "Hey, man, here's the script for the show." I can look past it, but like the whole time, like he's telling the wife, "Like, I gotta finish the script." It's like, amazing. It, it's yeah, like this like, is like you know, and and it's it's causing tension with him and his wife. And so, yeah, yeah, it's like a main so they're, plot. Point. They're heavy on it. You think they're just not trying to use wrestling terms, like? match card or like possibly play, you know what i mean so they're just using basic possibly but you could still like yeah just to still, dumb it down yeah, yeah so yeah. when you you know he's talking in wrestler speak where you're like 
ah, I got to meet up with the office, go over some creative, figure out the, you know, what story we're going to go with. Da, 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 da. All right. That might be a little too deep, but you could easily say like, honey, like I'm not going to make it. I got to figure out what we're doing on this show to, you know, next week, because it, this show is going to be our biggest draw of the year. And it's going to be everything that's important <coughs> going forward. I really need to make sure it's perfect. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's real life too. You could, you know, yeah, because it almost makes it sound like they just don't want to use terms like "I got to finish this booking," right? You know, stuff like that. Right. So maybe you could look past it, right? I, I would have been. I know it's the thing. I would have definitely been able to look past it. But as we're mentioning, there, it's a heavy focus on the show of yeah. what is happening in the script, like in this, and it's heavily focused on this one. Uh, DWL, this one promotion that yeah. is ran by the one brother right. and was started by the father. But they're starting to introduce um, cat hair, let me t- <laughs> they're starting to introduce uh, another rival wrestling promotion. I don't okay. know if you saw any, but it, I don't know no, if that was in sure, the I think it was like Impact or but something. I don't know if you know Michael Malley is. Yeah. He plays that. Guts. The guy. Yeah, exactly. Guts. I love that shit. They showed like a commercial where he said like, and again, yeah, they keep showing promos and shit. It was really cheesy too where they say like, no DWL like fans are allowed or something like that. If you go to the DWL show, you can't come to our show. Something, yeah, something, something like that. Which he's of course, really, he's pushing it hard. Of course, it would never happen, but unless you're in a cross promotion, you know, sort actual of. battle storyline. Yeah, but. they're trying to make yeah. it like like a war, like a Monday yeah. night war or something. Yeah, with the with the implications of these guys are trying to run this group out of town. But yeah. I mean. I, we're barely just starting to see that other promotion pop into this thing. And that's when I saw it, it was actually Mike O'Malley that was in those promos and shit. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just wishful thinking here, trying to be positive, but maybe, maybe we'll see something from that promotion and they do things differently. Maybe. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they, we don't maybe do, not. Like I but said, even then, if they harp on it, we don't do scripts here. It's like. Exactly. Sort of. Well, nobody does scripts anywhere. Because they're supposed to be the, the more extreme <laughs> gotcha. version of it. You know? Gotcha. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of great things to watch right now, to be honest. So. But it's, it's it. I just, to confirm for you, it is very much like a dumbed down Hollywood, like almost like CW version of. Like, yeah. Well, what, what's, dang, what's scary show. to me is. But it is, is rated R. You see what, titties and shit like that. What's like scary crazy. to me is, is that then you'll have fans that watch the show and go, I know all about what you do. And I know your scripts. And it's like, that's true. Yeah, you're, it's like everybody becoming a Harley dumb. Quinn fan after fucking suicide yeah. squad came out. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that concerns me, but okay, I want to get that negativity out of my soul. Cause I know you guys are excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about all out last night as well. It's probably the first time you've been excited to, talk about AEW well, or the most positive you're going into talking about AEW. Well, uh, I got I got positive things to say, I got negative things to say, I got questions more things yeah, yeah. more than not, but to say that it's not exciting would just be a bold yeah, 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 lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it is exciting and we're going to dive into it, but do you want to tell you want me to tell the story <laughs> we can veer a little bit off of wrestling <laughs> of why you two are going to have to just cover the workload for the first four matches. Because I intended to watch it. I intended to watch the entire thing last night. Oh, what happened? But I was unable to. Because uh, right at 8 o'clock or so on the nose, I'm about I'm getting my fire stick ready. I'm ready to pull it up. And I look outside of my home. And uh, past my mailboxes. So this is, if you're going, my house is on the right if you are coming up my road. And uh, the mailboxes are just past my house on the right-hand side. 
And I look outside and I see a park ranger vehicle of all things, but then also a sheriff's SUV parked right past my mailbox. And so, of course, first things first, what the fuck did I do? I don't know. I don't think I did anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But the the sheriff's vehicle is parked, you know, uh, diagonal as to block off traffic both ways. So some shit's going down. Uh, My girlfriend was getting a shower. So I'm trying to listen through the window and I can hear through the, you know, the megaphone. Couldn't quite hear the, the name yet. And I still won't use the name because that's not really my place. Um, but I couldn't hear the name yet, but I heard, uh, you know, this is, this is the sheriff's office. Please come out with your hands raised, you know, immediately. And I'm like, man, some shit is going down. Well, and if, I they're, hear- if they're going that and not just knocking on the door, yes. you know some shit's going, shit's going down. down. Yeah. And I can hear that, again, the, the mailboxes are past my house, and this was coming from the other side. So it's neighbors to the other side. Then I hear the neighbor, and it is the neighbor. It is my next door neighbor. I heard the I heard the name, and I heard them repeat this quite a few times. This one, my girlfriend comes downstairs, and she comes down just like, "Hey, why don't you have wrestling?" Like, "Why'd you have wrestling on?" I'm like, "Cause some shit's going down." Yeah. So we got the windows open. We're trying our best to see what's see and listen to what's happening. Uh, at that point, we could start seeing more officers come through my yard, and they're actually parked. They they. Uh, placed themselves behind her car which was parked out in the driveway seeing an officer with a giant ass rifle and i'm like holy shit like some shit is going down so at that point we heard them say they were going to call in the swat team if he doesn't come out immediately we heard them say it again so we know he's not coming out and we don't know what's going on you know there's by any means but it's not nothing good obviously um so then we we see the SWAT unit kind of pull and actually back in to his driveway, and at that point I realized like we're they're gonna make us. So I seen an officer come up towards my porch and I said, "Do we need to close the windows?" So he's like, "Close your windows and get to the basement now." I said, "Okay." So at that point we do. So at that point I had Eddie Kingston and Miro <laughs> on the TV, but the volume was down yeah. and I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. So we got asked to go to the basement. We go to the basement and we heard the the pops and. and I mean, this is terrifying. Like at this point, like you hear a pop, pop. It was too fast, and then two more pops about five seconds in between each other. And at least pretty quickly, we kind of realized like it's not him firing because if it was, there would be a hell of a lot more fire coming back. Yeah, I doubt it's them firing. They said we knew they're bringing in the SWAT team, so it's most likely tear gas. Um, and then nothing for a while. But even with that, all that you're hearing that you know it's probably going to be over fairly soon. It wasn't soon enough. I was able to uh, acquire my fire stick to throw on, and I finally got on. Uh, <laughs> I got on the Young Bucks match, and I think it was about halfway through where then we could actually hear his voice, the, the the neighbor's voice. So we knew he was outside, so we came back up to look to see, and, and he was being arrested. And again, uh, if you're on any sort of sheriff's watch or crime watch on Facebook, or anything, you're going to hear about it because if you're calling a SWAT unit, people hear about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was a scary, tense moment. Again, you hear this, you know, every once in a great blue moon, you hear about like a SWAT unit being called into the county. Yeah. This was right next door of yeah. my very quiet, like, area where yeah, I was. Yeah, like, wasn't it just like, it was right next door? Wasn't it like across the street? No, like over a little bit? No, right next door. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so oh, just again, the pictures you sent me, it looked, it looked as if there was. No, different. those pictures were, you know, have that ditch, that ravine kind of runs through my front yard. That's where those the cars were lined oh, up okay. against. They were pointing towards 44 so they were pointing so like on the left to your garage yes yeah so uh, the neighbor to my closer to 44 okay uh yeah it, it, but it was arrested without incident and 
to my knowledge, you know, nobody was hurt during any of this. I can't comment on what happened before, and I don't think any of us will know. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I missed the first four matches. So yeah, I have full intentions of watching and reviewing appropriately. But I will uh, pretty much lay out to let you guys. Did you read about them? Anything? Yes, I did. I got the results. Um, I'll tell you. Just we'll, we'll, I guess we'll start with Miro and Eddie Kingston, and since my thoughts will be much quicker because I didn't get to see it, uh, Eddie Kingston matches don't really enthrall me that much. I'm a fan of his, and I'm definitely a fan of his promo work. He's a solid dude. Yeah. Um, dude, how over is this guy though? I mean, it's over. Uh, not just like one incident. It's not just the smart mark Chicago crowd. I mean, event after event. That last pay per view, they wrestled the Bucks, him yeah. and Moxley. I mean, the hot tag he got in the cheer. Who would think? And I wasn't big on Eddie Kingston, but I know about what he did before. Yeah, like who would think a national TV audience? He has would, authenticity. This guy would have like the backing he does. I it's, think that's it. I think he has authenticity where a lot of guys don't. And I mean, in both promotions everywhere, but I think he has real authenticity where it's like, this is a real dude. This is mm-hmm. yeah, the dude that we're seeing is going to be the dude that I would you know, have a beer with at the after party afterwards. Like yeah. you can sense that. But uh that's my my biggest takeaway from that match other than before we get in the actual match, man, Eddie Kingston is so over. I mean it and it's good for him. And no, like hopefully they keep him. it going for him. It, it's it's been a good thing, not just for him, but uh you look at how two point came in uh and them and calling out a guy like him, like that's just it's helping everybody. Sure. Know, they're sharing the wealth. Sure. Um so awesome for him. Uh, what did you guys think of the match? Again, this is this is you guys. I didn't get a chance to see it. Well, I mean, I, I, I do follow AEW. You watch it like every week to yes, week and yes, shit, everything. Yes, yes. I just recently, like, CM Punk uh, is what got me watching that, again. That's but what like, did it in 2011. It'll do it again. Yeah, and even even uh, even then I miss, uh, like, a good portion. Like, I'll tune in, like, late or something. So or you guys are missing one of the best title runs of any company I've seen in years. Uh, have you paid attention to Miro at all? I'm thrilled that he finally they finally got behind him because Dude. at first they they wasted him for six months or so coming in. Yeah, um, and you kind of look at that. It kind of led to the bigger picture. It just we didn't see it at the time, you know, where he got like tired of like I'm not playing around, right? Which so it paid off in the, it, but uh, and I think it even made it better how strong he is now. Yeah, but man, his promos are must see TV. Okay, uh, absolutely. This guy is unleashed, like. Uh, you know his gimmicks like God's favorite champion, and like all he talks about is how much he bones okay, his wife. Okay, this, this and... rings a bell a little <laughs> it's bit. The best. Um, I saw one of them. He was like, he was like up against the wall, and just kind of looking over at the camera, and he was doing something about how he's a god and shit like that. Yes, yeah. It's so a, it's yeah, amazing. okay, I know what you're talking about a little bit. Uh, so when he wins a match and he presents his belt to God, that's because he's God's favorite champion. <laughs> okay. Um, just talks about how flexible his hot wife is, and. <laughs> how much he bangs her every every promo. Um, did you see? So did you guys see the too. build up to this match at all? No, I have not. So no. there wasn't a ton of build up other than Miro was just kind of defending his title, and uh, you know he beat Fuego del Sol, and he wanted to keep kicking his ass, and then he said that God reminded him there's an original sinner. Just called out Eddie Kingston, uh, said bring wow. me the Mad King before I burn this place down, and it's pretty awesome. So that was the whole build. Okay, um, I like what I'm and Eddie obviously being who he is. He had a promo ready to, to fire back no, at no, no, actually, the first thing they did was Eddie came out with a microphone, dropped the mic, and said, fuck this, and just ran at him. So that was okay. the build. They got a really good pull apart because uh, they're both awesome. Well, Miro's being okay. built as a straight machine where, you know, he should be the should be favored, but Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. isn't going to back down from a fight from anybody. Yeah, he's almost so. like normally not an underdog, but definitely here. Yeah. And... 
for a baby face, that's perfect. Is that but, what you uh, you picked up while watching that, Mark? Well, for I mean, the reason I asked him about how he watches it and knowing all that now tells me, but uh, I I really had nothing to go off of for this. So yeah. for me, it it watching it, it was just a. I even wrote down it was a big guy versus a big guy match yeah. is what it was, and I didn't like. I like I always liked Miro, and I have a happy Rusev Day shirt. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, I enjoyed the match, but I mean, I did. I really had no investment in it. But yeah. other than that, it and I noticed big, something weird about it at the end. But go it wasn't ahead. a big build. Uh, probably two, maybe three ish weeks. Um, so it wasn't a crazy build. Probably just to get you know Eddie and the champ on okay. there. But um, if you guys aren't watching this title run, there's a, another show I listen to, not to promote anything else, because this is my favorite wrestling podcast, well, as but, it should. Be. Um, they've even mentioned if this title run keeps going the way it is, this will be RVD Television Champ like. Okay. Run. It's it's that kind of making the title super important okay all right so um let me ask you to this because now i didn't get to jump until halfway through so how was the crowd reaction like for uh, yeah and tell me for each match as well just so the crowd this is the first main match on the on the card both characters are pretty over with the crowd was the crowd into it through and through yeah they actually were i uh, can't really remember they were actually cheering for eddie for almost all of it but okay he mostly got dominated it was a good back and forth uh Way different than most of Mira's matches have been because he's been squashing everyone. Yeah. Um, but I don't think this match was bad. It was a... There wasn't a lot to get fired up on. I mean... Yeah, it was... The way... Like, that's why I put a big guy versus big guy. It was, yeah. To me, it was... That's what it was. It was a typical big guy versus big guy match. Yeah. They did it well. Yeah, but yeah. Just it beat just the crap out of each other, but didn't stand out really. I did see, you know, as I was being able to glance back and forth, seeing Kingston hit a couple Saito suplexes on him. So to see Miro being a big guy... Getting bumped is impressive, and yeah. you know that's going to lure you into the match. So, so but overall, good opener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a little storyline with uh, Fuego del Sol kept hitting uh, tornado DDTs uh, when he fought Miro and like caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did a little storytelling in the match too, with uh, even in the buildup that uh, Miro's weakness is DDTs. Uh, so Eddie <laughs> Kingston tried to attack his neck before and stuff like that. Tried to see. Is that, is that going to make some sense for you, the note that you have? Yeah, because I, I noticed, I just like a year or so ago, I learned what a stinger is. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. it appears he had one. Or he was selling it and like that, he had there one. Because he was, he was grabbing the belt and he kept dropping it. He tried to lift it up in his arm and then he like shook his arm a little bit. Uh, yeah, like, that's because Eddie hit he him was with having trouble. I'm guessing. So um, either he was selling it or he had a legitimate... Suplex, so they're... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Well, they, if you noticed it, then... Well, well either it was... Yeah, it was as, legit as he was... Or it was selling. <laughs> selling. So yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, this, the match was solid. It wasn't... It wasn't even a long match. It wasn't... No, I was, I was actually was... surprised this match opened the show. I'll tell you what I thought should have opened the show, but... Well, I even, I even thought about how... I was like, damn, Miro fucking left WWE as like a mid Carter opener and he's now opening the show. But I mean, well, I guess it's kind of different in yeah, AEW. Their openers are not. A know, good, an opening yeah. match is very, very important to your card. I mean, you want it. I mean, you can give like a squash match or you can give your least important match and it's fine, but the crowd's rarely going to be, unless you got a really big attraction, yeah. they're not going to be much hotter than they are for the opener. Mm-hmm. So I think you should give them something that they want to see, but also don't stay too long. You don't want to have, <coughs> yeah. I think 20 minute openers are bad. I really do. Even if it's yeah. a great match because then you go, Oh my God. And then it's really hard to live. We just, it's hard to follow. You get in, we're supposed to, you give a good 10 minute harder hitting opener mm-hmm. and you go, man, that was a lot of fun. I'm excited to see what else we're going to get. So if that was the case, a good 10 minute solid opener, and then that's a, yeah. you know, title match. So it's certainly not the lowest match on this card. Their, their matches, the way they book to, you know, they, 
their matches don't fall in a tier of like the first matches, like our lowest match. Cause they open the show with like, I mean, Kenny a lot, uh, six man tags. Moxley opens so much hangman hangman. Like they usually like to set the crowd off quick. So we'll get to hangman. I was say, I can't later. even tell you the last time I saw hangman, but, uh, on TV is a little different because on TV, if you're, so you know, even now they're they've only been around for two years. They haven't been around yeah, yeah. a long time, so you could still get new casual fans. It's kind of important to get your top stars. And Raw's done that for forever. They always open with a promo with Austin or yeah. or The Rock or McMahon, you know. So you want to get your top stars out there first. Even Saturday's main events back in the day, Hogan would be on first. You know, they it's eleven thirty yeah. at night and you're flipping through the channels. You might be ready to go to bed, but you see Hulk Hogan. Well, now you stick around, and even if you don't. They got some viewers for at least when he was there. Yeah. So yeah. Now with the pay per view, you're already you, you're purchased, you're invested. So yeah. Well, let's uh let's move on, man. Uh, Mox, I, I feel like has been kind of pushed to the wayside a little bit uh, since his initial run. I mean, you can't stay on top forever. I get that. No. But it feels like he's kind of been stuck in the mud. And they brought yeah. in Kojima, who and now in fairness, you you probably are the biggest Japanese fan we have. But Kojima, I think is top run was still in like the early 2000s i don't know much from him at all yeah uh, yeah but um with talking yeah. about moxley going the wayside i think they had other plans if what i read was true uh, a lot of that him calling out tanahashi i think fell through for some reason so i think they have bigger plans for him to be that uh new japan working guy because well as we get to what happens it, at the end here yeah this also almost seems like hey guys i'm just gonna kill time and start knocking off like new japan guys off my bucket list that i love like, well it helps them uh you know as he appears to be what he is where he's an international superstar mm-hmm. he's not uh aw exclusive at all he wore the, the gcw jacket out there oh he won the title this week. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so which is obviously small gcw is always smaller than aw but new japan having anything you know if, mm. I don't know how much AEW needs it now, but I think it'll be. But for starting up, when you say, "Hey, like our guys are going over to New Japan and competing against the top stars," like they're here too. Yeah. So I think it's they not did a bad have, thing. I think they did have bigger plans for him if the Tanahashi thing actually did fall through. So we'll see. So I don't think he's as much to the wayside as it appears right now. But okay. Um, well, what'd you guys think of the match? Because this is one I just a, missed, missed entirely. This was again. It's quicker than I expected for sure. Yeah, it wasn't it a went crazy a lot match. But we want to talk about that New Japan relationship. And, I mean, he's been fighting guys like, you know. He Nagata was their Intercontinental like, Champion, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, U.S. U.S. Champion, okay. Uh, but he fought like Nagata a couple weeks ago. And, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know who came out at the end? Yes, I heard about Suzuki okay. coming out at the end. So we got a yeah. real, actual New Japan star now. Yes. A uh, real, strong style. Who I've never heard of. Him. Really? Crazy hair, but I've oh, never, I never God. heard him. Suzuki is a, he was a legitimate MMA uh, competitor for quite a while as was well. He? And he's a he's just a bad dude, and he is presented as a bad he dude. Runs, no, he, he runs they a did. whole stable New Japan. Yeah, Suzuki. Suzuki. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so I should be excited, is what you're yes. saying. All right. This cool. is, uh, I think, the first step to a, a real, real New Japan star coming in, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty big deal. Suzuki for isn't on the level of the Okadas and the Tanahashi's and Naitos, but he's probably that next step down. But he'll kick the right shit there. out of you. He's that real Japanese strong style, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah, uh, so. it, that there is reason to be excited. It's exciting enough for me that I will probably tune in on Wednesday to check that out. Cool. Yeah, and they're throwing the match already. Yeah. I mean, they're not even. That's awesome. Well, if you're in from Japan, you're probably only yeah, in yeah. for a certain amount of time. Well, I know? think they started running shows here again, or they were planning on it, so okay. they might be around a little bit. Interesting. <laughs> so, but, but as a whole, the match though good. Had you know, if, uh, Kojima again? If you guys weren't too familiar, you got a guy that 
You're not real familiar with yeah, yeah. it. doesn't have a lot of heat. No, this match was good. It could have been a dynamite match. Yeah, no, I would agree no with that. Stakes. Yeah. Uh, basically, just to drive the storyline longer. Uh, again, if you guys haven't been watching, the whole build is Moxley said, uh, I sent contracts to New Japan. I want to fight somebody, and only one guy answered. And he basically called out the rest of New Japan for being a bunch of pussies. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I remember and that. Then, so Suzuki shows up, and so it's kind of driving. He cut another promo later in the show. I, no, too. I seen that one later backstage, and and he's on fire with his promos. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get me too excited for his matches. I feel like it's a little bit of the same, mm-hmm. but uh, hell of a promo though. Yeah, he got me fired up for that with his promo. Yeah, part of the reason he um, storyline wise isn't doing a lot more in AEW either is he wants that title back. Like he lost the Archer. Archer mm-hmm. immediately lost it to Tanahashi. Oh, okay. He wants it. He wants to fight Tanahashi now. Who said he ducked him when he was champion? But then he could fight Archer. So interesting. Hmm. They're doing a little bit there. See, I, judging by what he's been doing lately, I I imagine that Moxley just kind of is doing things he wants to do. That's what it feels like. Wrestling That's what people. I'm saying. These older guys. It's like, like he's, he's kind of done it already. <laughs> so he's just like, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm going to wrestle these guys I want to wrestle. And for a lot of my pessimism on AEW, I can't knock that at all. No. I, I mean, that's... I think He's that's, living the dream, pretty much. I think that's great for the talent themselves, you know, where they get to expand their horizons. And then, you know, in AEW's case, now, of course, that that means he's going to have to be protected. Like, if, if AEW's like, this is our John Boxley, he's going out there doing this and that, well, then he's, you know, and you can't always win, of course, but yeah. if he's doing three losses in a row in new Japan and maybe losing that game changer as well. It's like, well, we let you do your own yeah. thing, but you're coming back to us as damaged goods. Yeah. This doesn't yeah. help. Well, he could use an elbow pad. I wrote down <laughs> elbow blood because he's constantly busting his elbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He immediately, as soon as he grabbed, uh, every single match, Suzuki. he busts his elbow. Yeah. But I mean, it works. He got it all over the dude and it looked cool, but yeah, shit. this, these two matches both are where I think, after these matches is where the pay-per-view picks up. These both could have, they weren't, they were solid, but they could have been dynamite matches. Okay. No builds really to either of them. Right. You know, which so, I, which I think hurts. A, but you want to yeah. get your guys on your big show. You no, know, understandably those so. Those are three, three of your biggest guys. And from, I mean, from all intent, Kojima was, was a very big star over there for a while. It's less so nowadays, but so, you, you know, you could definitely get some international uh, viewings or even guys that were really, you know, the smart marks of the early 2000s. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Like, I might want to watch that. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Uh, so then we get to our, uh, our women's title match. Yeah. And I, I did. W- I wanted to see it because Britt Baker's been on fire with her character. Uh, been on fire in the ring. Been the best she's ever been mm-hmm. really right now. It, it was pretty good. Chris I thought. Statlander, I'm not super familiar with, but I'm not unimpressed. Dude, I, seen her, so. I haven't watched. I wasn't too familiar with her either, but I knew who she was mm-hmm. and shit. But, dude, she looked great dude, this was she a did really good for how fucking strong she is dude oh and not only that but she was smoking hot. she looked so good she's yeah. such a good looking girl but the match itself she looked great in yeah yeah it was, it was she solid. won me over for sure yeah now her character is what well, she's an alien like that's yeah she's hanging with the best something friends. like that yeah like, she got yeah. like a ziggy stardust thing going okay on. okay i mean i'm trying to familiarize myself with this i don't quite understand now does brit play into that too like no, this chick is a really, weirdo. No, like, no, no. no. Yeah. They haven't presented her as a weirdo in any of this. She, uh, she doesn't make cut promos. She mostly made a save um, when they started jumping Red Velvet, and that's when they brought out Jamie Hayter for the heater. Okay. Um, and then they beat the shit out of okay. her. So that's kind of been the since that first rampage. Now, the last uh, full women's match that I did watch was uh, Britt Baker winning the title from the last pay-per-view, and she impressed me quite a bit in that. Uh, where did this match line up as far as that goes? Do you think... 
Brits looked even better. No, this match was solid. On no, both, this. Both of them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I don't follow too much, but that was. The, yeah, this is probably the best match. women's match of the night. That, I would that think. finish where Britt hit her with like three finisher, like she hit her with two finishers, uh, could not drop her, uh, <laughs> and like you know she sold it like crazy too. Didn't even kick out, just like barely the shoulder up, and then Britt rolls her over and finally puts the submission on her, the yeah. lock jaw, and just. Um, just made them both look real solid. Well, that's good news. I mean, because we've been saying since day one, the women's division has not been much to write home about in AEW. And it's hard because the WWE has such a stacked women's roster yeah. as far as talent goes. So when you get, and they're gobbling up the talent and here's everybody who's left. And now, yeah, you're going to have a couple that are good, but everybody else is going to be pretty far behind from what yeah. we've been presented the last few years. This, but it has to start somewhere. It's, this it's is a step up from yeah, what I've seen. For it sure. has to start somewhere. And if these two can both be kind of pillars again, only one can be on top, but if they can both be pretty good staples for a while, the way that, Hey, you know, only Charlotte, Oscar, Bailey or Becky or, or uh, Sasha could <laughs> hold the title, but the other three would still be there and still be popular. And, and that's, that's how the women's division has built up yeah. really well in the WWE. Mm. So, you know, again, it has to start somewhere. And by all accounts, again, I've read online and you guys uh, are reiterating that the match was actually was pretty damn good. So. Yeah. No, and their, their division's definitely getting better. I think it's one of those things too, is they had such like, and nothing, the, the females they signed are so young yeah. to where most of the guys are more experienced. So, I yeah, think they're honing that in, you know. Blue Sky or something like that, or what's her name? I uh, seen, yeah, it was Sky yeah, Blue. Something like Sky, the Sky Blue. Blue. That's yeah. what it is. She looks like she's like eighteen years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's cute Julia as hell, Hart, but she looks like young. she's in high school. Yeah, and, and I mean, as you just mentioned, the WWE signed up all the good women's independent talent. I mean, Mia yeah. Yim and Marce. And no, then they kept them at a warehouse, for, you know. Yeah, yeah, they threw them away. Yeah. And so, whereas a lot of these guys, and there's just always has been more mm. guys with experience, so. And then, so they had quite a few of those. And now, of course, and we'll get into more as the stars were starting to be available. They brought in more of those. It hasn't really been, the WWE isn't going to let Charlotte or Asuka or Becky or Bailey walk. I mean, no. they're just, they're just Actually, not. Ric Flair just recently said that Charlotte will never leave WWE. There you go. So, I mean, they're, and they're, they'll do every, I mean, eventually contracts will run out and they could have the option. Yeah. But the WWE is not going to let them walk as easily as they did Adam Cole because, Adam Cole is awesome. Yeah. But there's 30 amazing men's workers that we can list off right off the top of our head. Yeah. There's probably like five or six women's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it you're you're not gonna let that resource just walk out the door. For sure. And I don't know if he does this often now or something, but I wrote it down. That's how odd it was to me. But uh I'd never seen Orange Cassidy just randomly scream out at somebody. Oh, he got fired up. He did. Yeah, yeah. He was like, she, get up, Salad! Like, like, it, huh. it was like seven or eight count. He took his glasses off and started screaming at her. Yeah, up. like, I, it almost Which looked like he was breaking cable. Yeah, 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 yeah. fired up. But he, well, I'd never seen him be like that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll yeah. actually give credit where it's due. That's a See, good, that's good Orange Cassidy, I know you don't like it, but he's grown up. He's. I can't watch him and not be entertained. It's not just being the, hey, here's the chill guy gimmick. Yeah, and, and like, he's actually when he gets in the ring, he goes. He, and the stuff he does with that gimmick is just entertaining, and he do, pulls it off. So I can't help but. But like I mean, it. that's great storytelling. If Orange Cassidy can take off the glasses and shout, yeah, the crowd's like, "Well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, damn, yeah. we can get behind her too." <laughs> There's yeah. a uh, 
there's a sick move Britt does. Uh, it's not the Panama Sunrise. She hits the Pittsburgh Sunrise. And Pittsburgh Sunrise. I bet it looks like shit. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, man. Here we go. Now I've heard, and again, I got to watch about half of this. But I've yeah, this from, is when you can really start coming in. And I and I actually got to see the the end where it looked like it was a pretty emotional ending. So, uh, so you guys dive into it though, man. Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks. It's impossible for this one to have a bad match. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, it was cage match too, which is, I didn't yeah, know it was going to be. I think this is the first time they've done it in AEW with the roles reversed, as Luchas as the as the baby yeah, faces and, and Bucks Bucks as the heels. So, well, we've seen the match before. At least it got freshened up in that regard. So. Man, I dive into it, guys. First thing, Nick Jackson comes out with straight up superstar Billy Graham, De- dark bleached, yeah, bleached mustache. mustache. Yeah, he did. Looking amazing. I was thinking it was more the Hogan thing since uh, they're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, I like that more as heels than I ever did as baby. Nick Jackson's on fire. They are both just so punchable, aren't they? <laughs> they're perfect. At yeah, it. yeah, and. Uh, Nick Jackson always showed less charisma than everyone else, and then he turned heel this time, and the guy is just the biggest dickhead. I mean, I think <laughs> great. What's good about AEW is that besides, and even FTR aren't big, big guys, you know, because the, I think the only bad thing about them being heels is that they're not imposing and they, but they still get booked to be kind of dominant. And I think that could kind of, you know, wear on you, but when they're facing the Lucha Brothers, they weren't outsized. So, you well, know, was, most people on the roster, they're not. So that's it works what I'm for saying. the company as a whole. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, they're not outsized in really anywhere. So. You can buy into it that, hey, they're really good and they're smug pricks. And you want to see them get their asses kicked and that's the, the role. Yeah. And I think they're doing a good job of it. Getting this match, uh, again, all accounts was awesome. The, awesome the lead up was decent too. Uh, they had the tournament to see who would win. I actually right? almost wanted the Jurassic Express to win just because I just want to see a new team. I feel like Jurassic Express has been, they broke them up for, not broke up, but like Jungle Boy did his thing. and um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to see that. And then as soon as, the Lucha Brothers won, and I realized it's in a cage. I got excited for how Ray Phoenix is going to murder himself off the top of a cage. So no, I I like this match a lot. I, I felt like the first half of it was what I expected it to be, but in a cage. And then the second half of it, I was just like, oh, okay, they're they're turning it up a notch. And they build in the emotional drama a bit to it too. Yeah. And they got they got real extreme. They it was bloodier than I've ever seen the Young Bucks get. I thought, well, they didn't get bloody, but I think really, Nick did. Did he? Yeah. Uh, See, I couldn't tell if they were just getting fucking Penta's blood all over them. Yeah. Penta, I think, got cut way worse than he thought. Because after the match, it looked like he was just, like, checking himself. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how they didn't just he fucking crazy. new jack his whole forehead yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were working the tacked shoe. But, I mean, I'll give credit where that's due. That was an innovative uh, <laughs> yeah. weapon yeah, I didn't, choice. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Well, so just so to recap, since anybody who didn't see it, I, I saw this part with their uh, what's their goon's name on the floor that's always videotaping them? Brandon Cutler. All right, just sounds like a dweeb. Uh, but <laughs> he's he, perfect he, at it. <laughs> he's videotaping the match and he throws the bag into over the cage into the ring, and Matt Jackson pulls out a shoe that has yeah, completely covered in thumbtacks glued on the bottom Which side. Which looked of it. yeah awesome. Yes, it did. No, it. I I was I wondered how they did it. They must have glued them or something. But I was like that. They're staying on there very well. He's walking yeah. on it. Like yeah. it's which I thought maybe could be gimmicked too if he's walking on it. You show the visual, but then he walks on it, flattens him out a yeah. little for the actual match, but possibly how oh, cut yeah, up Penta yeah. was, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he used because I looked, because like I said, I watched it twice, and Penta had his arms up and he was holding one of them was holding his mask, so he couldn't really move. So it 
You didn't see him like cutting himself or anything. No, you know no, what right. I mean? So they were, and I don't know why you would when you had a well, bunch of fucking Well, he had color. He had color going before that yeah, spot yeah, yeah. too. Oh, I mean, did he's he? got a mask too, so yeah. it's kind of hard to. But man, do a was, and his guess. mask was all tore up. Yeah, man. both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I, I got to catch a little bit of that part too, where they're trying to pull the masks off and everything. Uh, anything? What else happened after that? Like any? I mean, they were still probably working the blood, probably working the drama on that. I mean, a lot of like a couple high spots. Phoenix got on top. Nick Jackson went to get on top with him, and Phoenix cut him off. Uh, crowd got crazy hyped for that. Yeah, but um, what they what they end up hitting off the cage? It's splash. Uh, yeah. like standing, like crossbody. Oh, okay. Yeah. He hit all three of them. Pento was kind of holding up the young bucks, and okay, that was the finish almost, wasn't it? Uh, I seen the fin- I got to come to see the finish, and it was the assisted package yeah. pile driver. I think was. Yeah, I don't know. It's- it's all very vague to me, even though I saw it, I saw it twice. <laughs> um, like I said, I was doing a lot of stuff during the process. Before I get off it, though, I, I need to put this fun fact in there about the shoes. Those are at least four thousand dollars shoes they were wearing. Yes. Which now they're probably six, seven with. You're you're history. the you're the nerd here. On Thanks the, to the, Eric Perry for that information. Elite John, what's what's the deal with the shoes? And I did read that so, they got stolen out of the bag at the airport yeah, so, or something. Okay. Uh, they've always collected shoes. Like, if you watch Being the Elite, they're just Nike dudes. Both brothers are. Now they got Kenny in on it. They make fun of him when he buys Adidas and, like, they're just <laughs> dorks about it. But the gimmick with it is, since they're asshole heels who make more money than everyone else uh, because they're the, the champs, they uh, they don't pay retail. They pay that reseller price. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they buy shoes every week. And my just my buddy shit. who's into that, who who does the shoe raffles and buys the shoes and stuff like that, he was sitting there watching with me, and he's the one who gave me this information about the shoes. So judging by their, their height and everything, they probably wear like a 9 or 10, although I think you told me it was... I think I heard 11 when Matt Jackson... So I don't know what the price stolen. would be there, but I don't think it would be far off from four grand then. But like, So even that was a $4,000 pair of shoes that he intentionally ruined by... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, also up. gave so much value to probably yeah. at the same. And so when it comes to true. memorabilia, memorabilia and shit. Yeah. So when I, I uh, get on Reddit and stuff, and I follow wrestling stuff on there, you would not believe how many people freak out at the shoes they wear. Oh yeah, he for, even like, wrestling. My buddy was telling me he'd be pissing that. a lot of people off. <laughs> they're like they they definitely are pissing people off. Like shoe people, if any shoe people are seeing that, they're like, what the hell? I don't want to be a shoe person. No, neither. Do no I. offense to your buddy. That just does not interest me at all. No, I mean, he doesn't really piss him off. He's just yeah. saying that would definitely oh, piss a lot of people, people I know off. People freak out online. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and they love it. They're like, they just talk shit. Uh, so it's a heel thing they're doing. Uh, yeah, they it can works. afford shoes and you can't. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so. But, I could, but even then, and I'm just being serious, to me at home, I go, I don't fucking care. I don't care what shoes you wear. You're not making me mad. Some people no, do, I don't. Yeah, they, but they, they, they have been very, very effective as heels lately. And uh, again, I seen the post match with uh, with Penta and his and his wife and his daughter and oh, everything. Yeah. His and, daughter was crying. And I mean, his, her dad was a bloody mess. And yeah. He got blood. He got blood on his all of yeah. his children. Yeah, and I mean, it was an emotional thing. So, but you could, I mean, that was the story they wanted to tell. But you could sense that it meant something. I, you know, as this promotion is growing, sure. and the Bucks are are what they are. I mean, hey, they write the show, but they are. They're, they're top heels and they've earned that position. So it's a big win. Anybody well, who knocked them off was going to be a big win. I yeah. actually, there's a couple thoughts on that. I didn't think the Bucks should lose yet. And then they lost and I said, oh, that was the right call. Yeah. Um, and they did do, they didn't build up the cage too much uh, for it being a cage with a, for the Lucha Brothers to win is good. 
because the Young Bucks are shit heels who have people interfere, so you use the cage in the right way. Correct. Um, yeah. there's, they had no escape, you know, nothing right. could happen. So and it's not going to hurt the Bucks any to lose. No, being and heels. they can run this match back. Oh, they have that big have, New York show coming yeah. up. They got a bunch. I'm sure they will. And now so. we definitely get to see the Lucha Brothers versus whoever, which is always good. So I, I mean, FTR has been. I, mean, I heard they had a great match with Santana Ortiz oh, last man. week. So I mean, I might want to seek that out. I'm a huge FTR guy, and I feel like they really mishandled them coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do. They had a the really good match with the Bucks, but it was a one-off, no return. And then they kind of just got. They were just added pieces into. The, the pinnacle uh, inner circle feud and just felt like it could be used better. So this could be a pretty good launching point. Maybe they cap the feud with Santana Ortiz and yeah. go on to be top heels against the Lucha Bros. And yeah, that's a match I would like to see. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Santana so. Ortiz too. Yeah. Man, those guys have gotten in incredible shape in the last year. Uh, their in-ring's awesome too. So Yeah, Santana has always looked like a star. Like Has he seen Ortiz lately? No, he's got some killer seen him. shape too. Yeah, yeah really good. And they've been they've been a good team, so yeah, it opens up the tag division a little bit as well. Mm. I mm. think uh, that's that's exciting going forward. But what's not exciting was the next match, and, and this was the first match I finally got to sit down and watch in its entirety. And I go, this is my kind of shit luck here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot this was even happening. They we, didn't. They like, uh, I looked them up too, and I saw like a list of different promo, kind of like I made for those things, mm-hmm. and this wasn't one of them. So I didn't know this was like, uh, the women's, women's, the women's yeah. casino battle. It was Royal. supposed to be on the pre-show. Uh, uh, Hawk had the travel issues, so they had to uh, cancel. Oh, they bumped it up. Cancel him and Andrade. Uh, okay, that makes sense. So they made then. a ten-man on the pre-show. All right. Because because I, I was ready to see fucking uh, MJF and Chris Jericho, yeah. and then this happens. I was like, oh. Okay. So for this to not be a super great match for the pay-per-view, uh, it was supposed to be a pre-show, which it still should be good. But I think it would have been. You wouldn't look at it as bad if it was on the pre-show, not following all this. So yeah. So it was following was easily the most, the best and most emotional moment of the show at, at that point. Can we talk about too. This is a, even up to this point, all of these are legit wrestling matches and AW, I will say they go a little crazy. Sometimes we were just having solid wrestling. And then the one match that's not supposed to be with the Lucha brothers and young bucks, it worked. Cause it was actually a cage match. It was so, a cage match. Mm-hmm. You're not the having the most solid wrestling AW you're not having run-ins yeah. and gimmicks, was, yeah. and and you know, and it, that continues later on too. Uh, but I definitely noticed, uh, especially up to that point, like because uh, I, I mean I love the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers, but if any two tag teams are going to run rampant on whatever the rules are in a tag match, oh, it's, it's those, those two. two. So yeah. to do it in a cage, it fit in. It didn't ruin two. anything. And and they they then that still happened later on, which we I mean AEW's very loose on it. And they're also they they do lean pretty heavy on bells and whistles with all the every single elite match so far has been oh they're in trouble and there's interference and no oh, no they they pull it away fine basic heel booking one hundred and one I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad thing yeah it does get redundant week after week after week it's NWO every match on right Nitro. but as you yeah. said though this is this has been four matches of good good solid wrestling and clean finishes yeah not nothing for sure. to really bitch about um let me hit this women's battle royal with with the positives because i because i do have some go for it i will say by the end of it they had the three women that were the most over in the match which of course was the debuting ruby soho ruby, soho. ruby riot heidi lovelace however you know her and she's been around a long time and she's awesome and she's no, i've a, always been a fan of her she is just a the coolest chick too yeah. in real life i can't couldn't be more happy for her and her success so she's debuting thunder rosa who's 
been over since like we're over since day one the there best. if you don't love Dude, her <laughs> i i like her a lot you like, don't love her you don't get wrestling. and nyla rose who i'm not a fan of but at the same time you can't deny that the, i mean nobody is in the sense that she gets great heel heat monster heel. oh for sure so those three at the end the crowd was into it when nyla finally got eliminated they were into it i would say thunder rosa probably should have won only because by bringing in ruby you're essentially telling us what we already know that your women's division is weak and the girl that you just that's brought you. in from the, from well, the I thought, street. I thought it made sense. Through. I mean, you're it's like number thirty in she's the Royal Rumble coming in. Mystery. The only she's the most fresh too. Like chances right. are she's got the best chance to win. The booking reasons I thought they may have done this is you get a big match with Ruby Ruff, but she'll probably lose to Britt. Yeah. Um I don't think you want Thunder Rosa to win because if it's me and I'm booking that company after the matches Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had you settle them down for a minute, have Britt run through everyone, and Thunder Rosa comes back and has to take the title. There's nobody more over than sure. her other than Britt. And I think therein also lies the problem of this whole match. If it wasn't one of those two, nobody would have cared at all for, mm-hmm. for anybody else winning that match. And, and um, you know, we talked about some of the women before. You know, you see a Jade Cargill, and you do, you understand, like, I'd hire her on my she, wrestling she's, show as well. She's uh, look, super look, tall yeah. on, with the white hair. Yes, yeah. buff. Right. Looks like a looks like an I, X-Men super villain. No, like, she's one of the ones that stood out to me. I was like, ooh, I like like yeah. in that sort of way. I, I want to climb that girl. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and she's greener than grass yeah, though. So, that's but yeah, the that's the problem. Um, they they've had some girls that have been around a while that haven't impressed, and then a whole bunch of brand new. Again, we talked about Blue Sky. Yeah, I never heard of her. No, um, me either. They had uh, Tay Conti in there. I mean, there's a lot of pretty blonde girls. I do like Ty. I, I like Tay Conti. Who was They've uh, done a bunch with her? Anna. Slowly. Anna Jay. Anna Jay. She just returned. Returned last week. from yeah from the Dark Order. Ford. Penelope, Penelope Ford. Ford awesome. She looks. Penelope Ford's she looks actually great. And uh, she did all right in there. She was yeah, but even she then like she's Harley been Quinn. buried completely in the lower car with Kip Sabian and everything. No, no, he's been gone for a while. She uh she actually went away. She, what she she was doing stuff for GCW. Okay. They just paired her up with. Uh, the bunny. So they're doing a thing together now. Okay. That actually brought out Anna Jay because they beat up Ty Conti when she returned. Okay. So, uh, they're doing a little bit with her now. So even as it's the and then you had you know Emi Sakura and they had uh, Kiroshita. They had Riho. Oh, Shida's still awesome too. I think if Shida would have went later, it's she still would have got a similar she's, reaction. She's talented. Yeah. But I mean, the crowd went nuts when Britt beat her because I think because yeah. it's a character that we could actually yeah, yeah, yeah. invest in. Even though Shida had the curse of. You were a long champion, but man, no crowds. No pandemic, crowds. But. And yeah. Um, and it did. It just felt like, you know, all these women would come out and maybe like, and again, I'm not a steady fan. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll preface by saying that, but I'd maybe know who two of the five were when they come out at the mm. time. Yeah. It's, it's, and then, you know, and then when the WWE, if they do their women's Royal Rumbles, they're bringing back names from the past because they have a past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's another a little thing bit I, of a crutch for them. But. I noticed is, is they kind of skimp on the graphics sometimes. Like all all of the entrants when they were coming out, like I didn't know who most of them were, and they didn't put any graphics they, up for them. Yeah. yeah, I think after they all got in the ring, they put the names. They up, put like them the up there, but I the still side. had to like that, guess who. But if you didn't who know was who was who, who, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Like you know, there's no graphics. Yeah, yeah. They don't really. Have... It's hard to invest when you don't exactly. know who the hell who is. Yeah. Uh, well, just a sidebar. The one thing that I don't know if AEW will ever catch up on is production. Like it, AEW, like they. They're trying. It's a, prof- it's a professional-looking product. Yeah. But the WWE just has it. I'll yeah, tell you what, though, they shell out money good money. Time, I think. You know? I think so. They shell out good money though for for. 
top songs. Ruby sure. Soho's got Rancid. You know, CM she Punk's actually got... went on a podcast like oh, not a long time ago with Lars Fredrickson, and they talked about doing the name, and he gave her permission gave to use the song. Oh, nice. Straight up and from then Lars Fredrickson. Even uh, Jungle Boy now has uh, yeah. Tarzan yeah, yeah, Boy by What's-His-Name, awesome. and that's like a the classic fun, 80s song. I'm fact, sure they shelled out a few bucks. I think it was Christmas. Tony Khan bought him the rights to that for him for a present that's awesome because <laughs> so. that song's legendary hey having great recognizable entrance music <laughs> means something i don't think for a second it doesn't now what's good about ruby soho it's not you know lars and rancid are not money hounds and they're yeah, also yeah, yeah. he's a huge wrestling he's a huge wrestling he's a fan. Him, and, wrestling him, and, he's a him and punk have been friends yeah, for a yeah, long yeah. time that's um, awesome i didn't know so, that. You know, i loved rancid for a so long time he's not the metallica or acdc type of well no. yeah you can use it but i'm gonna need to i mean i'm sure he probably cut a sweetheart deal for the rights yeah, because yeah. Yeah. if anybody we're we're all people that knew who Rancid was. If you're 20 years old, you probably have no idea who Rancid was. You're gonna start song, listening to Ruby's, but you hear yeah. that song, and you go, "Oh, that's a that's, that's a real, a real song. Yeah. It's a real yeah. band." Now I, mean, no, I want to check it out. That's, that's not yeah. bad for Rancid and Lars. I've had at people all. at work ask why they play CM Punk's theme song on the radio. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, dude, it's no. Yeah, I'm like 1988. Yeah, yeah. 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 If anybody's still talking, I was like, about not only that, but the whole band, a bunch of black dudes with dreadlocks. If you're the guys in Living Color. Yeah, you're thrilled that CM Punk is oh, How many plays do you yeah. think they got? It? Like, yeah. I know after his debut again, yeah. I was in my car just... Because the song's no. awesome. Like, that was my jam before CM Punk was ever yeah. a thing. So speaking of the song stuff, I was just talking to my buddy Josh uh, when we were watching, I don't know, Dynamite or something. And we, we talked about how WWE, after Punk's debut, after Brian has a song that you could easily just take anywhere. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're only going to do in-house music. Because if you look at what... CM Punk is. Yeah. He's the same guy he was in WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same name. Yep. Same song. Yep. Same gear almost. Yeah. Like same, aesthetic. Same everything. Same shirt almost. Yeah. Like, and that is not something WWE wants. It's nah. not what they want. And Punk was kind of, it, it, I mean, he broke the mold. And if you watch his WWE DVD, yeah. like, you knew, like, most guys didn't get to keep their name, keep mm-hmm. their image and all that. Yeah. So, what does suck if you're the next up and coming big star in the independent scene and not WWE, happening. like, says, we're gonna have to change this up, and you you, you kind of understand. Yeah, like, yeah. You're like, I mean, yep, I I get it. No, I get it. So that's a thing though that could screw AEW, vice versa. You know, someone goes somewhere else, and they're just the exact same person you build up. Which I don't think they're gonna be as catty about it as WWE is. But uh. I mean, the only I don't see I don't think WWE would ever use Darby Allen. It's just not their thing. The only guys I could think of right off the top of my head that could take what they built in AEW and go over would be like MJF. I mean, oh, yeah. which I, and, and, He's and still and, be a small guy there. And, so I don't know. And Brit for sure. I think they'd use Brit in a heartbeat also, but like they, I don't women, think they women are, I think, uh, I think Starks too. I think Starks would be a guy that would fit in there. I think so too. Yeah. So, but there's, there's not too many guys for them to worry about taking yeah, their yeah, brand yeah. out of there at this point. It's still, again, they're living around two years. Early. Not, not even, they've even been on TV. It, uh, what two months from now it'll be two years or no one month from now it'll be two years yeah. finally so and they got definitely got momentum on their side so yeah Ruby Soho comes in wins the match what'd you what'd you think of the match in general Mark I mean it, it had its it had its moments like I said there were standout players there were people that I didn't even know of I was like oh I'm gonna keep an eye out for her you know what I mean and the, uh, the girls were working hard but it, I mean they were they were trying to show out for the moments they had. In but there. there was also some bogus moments and some botches and shit too. Yeah. There yeah. were a couple uh weird calls. Like I said, a Karashita, like I feel like she should have went later or it should have been a big elimination. Cause she's like the longest reigning champ. 
Should have made it a bigger deal. And then Jamie Hayter, who is, you know, the bodyguard now, um, was supposed to be in there to defend, like, so these people couldn't fight. Right. Like, she, why wouldn't you, you just brought her back? Yeah. She looks amazing. She yeah. got in such great shape. Uh, why wouldn't you have her later to move all those storylines further? Yeah. And then when someone beats her, yeah, she was like, she was pretty insignificant in there. Yeah. So there's a couple weird booking things I don't think were thought out. But up uh, to this is something actually Jim Cornette mentioned. It's not untrue. Women's over the top battle royal is difficult because a lot of these girls are only like five foot yeah. five foot yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You've seen a couple. There was a couple that. times they tried to throw them up, just kind of bounce off of the top ropes. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, and I'm five foot seven. I'm not tall. But I'm quite a bit taller than a lot of those girls are. It's not that easy to get yeah. thrown over the top rope. I, I believe I've it. literally never even thought about that. Yeah, for you gotta you gotta give yourself a little bit of a go, and when you go, it's kind of scary because you're going hard. It's yeah, so, even even in WWE, you've seen Sasha and like yeah. Alexa eat it, yeah. trying to jump through the ropes, even through them, not even over top. Yeah, yeah. Like it's pretty hard. So that's just something in general. Where I'm not knocking AEW or these girls in particular, but it can look a little awkward at times. <laughs> I will say, top rope battle royal. The finish to it was decent yeah it went on a little longer than i think it should have but like when uh what's your nuts was hanging off the when ruby like, was hanging ru- off not ruby it was, uh, but uh, it was, uh thunder rosa thunder rosa i can't remember her name for some reason but she was really selling it well like she mm. was almost like you thought she might let go like that i thought they did pretty well um also the crazy looking red-haired chick i wrote down uh, abaddon 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 I, yeah. I can't go without talking about that crazy chick in fact apparently i don't know if it was true i think i read that someone said online that uh alistair black well malachi said that if he does create a house of black he wants her and the butcher and the blade with him I, <laughs> which i could i'm all for the butcher and the blade with him she's you're great i don't know how i feel about it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a new album comes out october 22nd <laughs> she could be really cool i want to know more like give me a backstory or something like was she been around before she, she, or she was, just pop up now they had her on and then she kind of just disappeared she's on like you know, the dark and like, dark what the hell is stuff, she but... supposed to be like a demon or something or a zombie? Cause she was yeah. like in the corner, like almost like trying to eat people. My friend said, she's what Penta looked like without his mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, that that when, you, when again, when I talked about, there was like 10 athletic blonde chicks in there and she definitely stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, you know, look... enough for me to write it down. But it... then was like kind of out of the match before she got to leave an impression as well. Yeah. Like, every wrestling company needs a, demon so they all have it at some point she looked convincing she looked good for whatever the hell she was going for i guess well all right man i'll tell you what this might surprise you guys but the next match was my personal best match of the show mjf jericho yeah really there's one thing that i think you will totally respect on this and i didn't like it at first but we'll get to the very end but just i think you'll like this booking decision if you noticed it um but the match well, the, the match was, well, and even the intros, so you get the countdown, and it says oh, Jericho's last an match. asshole. MJF, I'm like, fuck, yeah. And yeah. then Jericho had his guitarist play, but it was kind of underwhelming. It sounded to like he, um, so he had a wireless, you know, yeah. set up. It sounded like he just, like, when he got to the middle, of the, it sounded good. And it seemed like when he got to, like, the middle of the top of the ramp, he, like, was just getting out of range from where he needed to be. And it, like, got staticky. Like, mm. so something screwed up. There. No, I remember that. Uh, you're talking about the guitar player? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Like he just something got too far I away. thought maybe it was something with my, my download of no. it or something, but no. I think that's maybe just trying to get too cute with a good thing because that judas entrance is as that was cool and as over as you I can wrote get it out, and that was a very cool jericho entrance then, just yeah. the guitar and the crowd singing it couldn't yeah, have got yeah, cooler yeah. than that so i think it was just uh, like i said a wireless like you know setup. he got maybe too far away or something it just sounded like it started when he's 
the further he got, the more it just kind of yeah. started to get staticky. But that, it's cool. That entrance also kind of made me question whether or not Jericho's going to win this match or not, too. I, there was a good question. Though. It now, seemed I mean, like a send-off kind of entrance. always done a good job of being as vague as he possibly can be and telling... So when you start thinking, he's like, I'm you know, I'm looking to wrap it up. And you say, well, you're over 50 years old. There's no reason he's why... He's old. He specifically said AEW and not wrestling again, yeah, which yeah, yeah, for a long is, time... Did, yeah. In between him saying that and them saying that, they didn't say in AEW. They were saying he will never wrestle again. And then you didn't hear them say it again until right when they were announcing the match and dude said in AEW Never wrestling again slash retirement matches mean absolutely nothing in pro wrestling. That too, but I'm saying he definitely left himself an opening. (laughs) But with Jericho, if he were to want to really go on tour again with Fozzie as COVID restrictions lifting, you go, that all makes sense. And maybe he loses and gives the big rub to MJF. And you can always work your way back out of it. But if he was going away for two, three months, yeah, it would be, it would be a fitting storyline. So that's why this was my favorite match of the night. Not just because the work involved was really good. And I thought Jericho's looked as good as he's looked in a long, long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was truly a match that I cared about who won and who lost. Yeah. He, he's so- as, as simple as of a concept as that is, that gets lost a lot on wrestling. Like when you see, I mean, like AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, you go, boy, this is going to be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a great mm-hmm. match, and it is a great match. But when it's over, you weren't sad because one guy lost. I mean, yeah, yeah, you might yeah. be a bigger fan than one or the other, but it didn't really matter. You know, you got to see a great match. Yeah, This was a match where I, the entire time I'm like, as a active professional wrestler, I'm still watching because I want Jericho to win and I want MJF to lose because they've built this story well enough that I care about the outcome. For sure. And for that reason, that was my favorite match of the night. Even outside of the match, the buildup with like the labors of Jericho. Uh, and I know you don't like Nick Gage and all that stuff, but in a storyline setting, like he brought back Juventud Guerrera uh, just to mock Jericho for the most part. Uh, Nick Gage in there just because Jericho. Uh, because he might kill him. He's an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And he said if he doesn't win this match, he ain't getting paid. And like <laughs> playing up the fact that he's just a low life that needs money. So he right. hired him as a killer. Right. Uh, like all that stuff, everything leading up was awesome. I am ready for this. There was Sean Spears in there. That, uh, that's not not everything. He wasn't was, in there. He wasn't. I thought it was the first labor. No, it was uh, or what was it, Sean? It was Sean Spears. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was. Spears, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he could use a chair, and he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, because that's when it started to kick up, and you just thought he was going to make him run through everyone in the right. pinnacle, and then he says Nick Gage, and you're like, what? And then he says Who and and you're like, ah. Huh? Uh-huh. Um, but I'm ready for this feud to be over. It has been. Oh, it seems like it's been going year. on since they yeah. started. It's yeah, it's really. Uh, I'm ready for it to be over. Uh, and with that being said, I think it is, and I think it was a, a successful payoff. What do you think, Mark? Uh, no, I I enjoyed. The, I thought it was good. I and I like both people involved. Like like I said, I haven't really been following, so I didn't know all that. But I know it's been going on for a long time. I've caught bits and pieces over the past year and a half. But I thought it was good. I have all kinds of things I've noticed hit, about it. Hit me with it. MJF looking very Ric Flair, which is awesome. all around. Even on the the, the, the robe, the, he the way his the tights, his tights the, yeah, were. The, uh, he even did the strut bonk. at one <laughs> yeah. point. Strut and then the then the thrusts. Yeah, Flair's um, got to come manage MJF. He pulled a Ric Flair move as soon as he got in the ring with Aubrey when he goes over and like makes her take his ring off. And yeah, her reaction was just, just she did not like to have to do yeah. that at all. Like. He had, I, he I had like Aubrey. The yeah, there was. Yeah, he was. He was flaring it up for sure. Um, Why wouldn't you? Dirtiest sure. player in the game 
And I don't know what, again, I don't know why I keep going. It's been a while, I guess, but I keep going back to the ladies. Aubrey looks great in that uniform. She <laughs> rocks that Aubrey's uniform. She, Aubrey's she really, the best she ref got in her show. Not even close. People a character. shit on her about like, oh, a woman ref, like so predominant. Like, she no. is amazing. She adds so much. I mean, dude, I, I could have a framed photo of her doing the after after she <laughs> didn't get that third count for some match i can't remember what it was she's, she's awesome. she sells it she but sells she, the action in there she's just as much a part of the match yeah. as the people in the match and, and i love it she's there she's not like a nameless fa- dude i couldn't tell you i actually noticed that wwe had a female ref and i said where the fuck did that girl come from because like yeah. they're just faceless like you don't even she, she usually yeah. does nxt stuff little thicker girl i i, uh, I think i know you're talking about because I, I admire her too from but like some like you just don't know who their referees are like and I remember no, no, the days you where they know. were all parsed through. Yeah. Like, you know, you know Mike Kyoto's name and you know like the Earl Hebner, Hebner and you know, Tim yeah. White. And like, yeah. John Cohen no, was right. an announcer or a refer forever, and I couldn't tell you what he looked like yeah, Howard, today. Howard Finkel and shit. Well, well Howard Finkel was a ring announcer. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying oh. you knew these you know, people. Yeah, 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 they were yeah, part yeah. of the show. You knew the crew members and shit. Yeah, you knew the Hebners, you knew Timmy White. Um, Which you should have, because even in like UFC, a real sport, like you know who Herb Dean is and Steve Mazzagatti and... John McCarthy, you know, you don't yeah, I guess actually true, know yeah. them. Well, know? unfortunately, yeah. AEW, because you got the same ball guy for all the Bucks match where you notice him because you're like, God, this ref is the freaking worst. He's their, <laughs> he's their tag team ref. Yeah. <laughs> is that the, is that the, the Rick Knox invisible stand guy? Uh, the the ref. Did you ever saw that viral match where the, there were two invisible people and he was a ref was and he Rick was basically Knox. creating a match out of nothing. You ever saw that? No, I have not. Know. I don't want to watch that it. That guy is one of the refs. He's like oh. the balder dude, okay. the younger bald dude. I think it was called Invisible Stand versus something. I don't know. It was it was entertaining, but it was stupid. So there was a booking decision on here that I absolutely loved. Just a little bit of detail. They had the run in. The refs come down, uh, break it up, send them mm-hmm. to the back. When they do that false finish with Jericho's leg on the rope, they didn't just have someone come down from the back or anything. The ref's already out there. And he's like, no, I yeah, saw I this. I was already here. What a good yeah. little, a little, a little nuance, nuance of detail. Yeah. You had yeah. a reason to get a ref out yeah. there. Uh, and I absolutely love that. Another thing I enjoyed was Jericho just randomly picking up the like the rope yeah, pillar thing yeah. and just <laughs> not throwing it, just lobbing it at him. I mean, was, I've never seen that it, used as a weapon ever. It carry, carries like it, it like forty feet and just. Yeah, even it. it looked like what the fuck and the, ang- the angle was so good that it looked just like it like it landed right on his head and got him and everything which it probably did you but wanna, i don't think the base really got him you want to talk about what's a lost art in wrestling and selling it is not just babyface selling but heel selling mjf selling his back man was fucking fantastic yeah. oh he, took the, he screamed he took the yeah. power bomb on the apron and that that kind of took his gusto out of him where now he's fighting a little bit more desperate and a little bit, and you know, and he's, he's selling all of his own offense and it's, and then it leads up to the walls being the finish. I mean, that's, that's a great goddamn well, wrestling. He, he did that no, move was, off really the good. rope where he slammed Jericho. He did the power bomb. Man, yeah, he caught him he just and, and he screamed and sold his own awesome. back. That's, because look, I'll tell you in the ring, you, you want to, when you sell, you want the crowd, you want to get the crowd involved. You want them to believe it. Look, the thing about selling like that. It takes some energy, like, and you're, you know, you hit a big double down user trying to get your breath, but if you're really selling and making it count and, and screaming and making it all over the crowd, you don't really get your chance to get that breath. So yeah. to be honest, a lot of guys get lazy on their selling mm-hmm. and that didn't happen at all. MJF no. was phenomenal in this match. And again, I thought Duh. Jericho really looked as good as I've seen him in AEW yet. I mean I'm, that wholeheartedly. I'm not sure if there's like a special name for it or whatever, but MJF did what was some sort of sit down powerbomb type deal to him on the on the oh, apron. Oh, on the apron? Right to where wasn't that him? Jericho, Jericho powerbomb MJF on the apron. Yeah, I just remembered Jericho landing 
off the apron onto the ground outside and he was just holding his head for a while. That that looked legitimately painful. I, pa- sit down power bomb or sit down pile drivers in general baffle me. I don't know how oh, everybody has. Oh, what's that? The heat seeker. Is that what I said? Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I say power rope? bomb? I yeah, meant yeah, pile yeah, yeah. driver. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I meant pile driver. Where MJF does the thing through the ropes. ropes. He usually yeah, does that, that inside. Like, yeah, yeah. But outside. it was on the outside. Oh, that's a That move. looked gnarly. And I, I, for a second, he sold that so well if he didn't hurt himself. Yeah. Because that looked bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, all, all sit down pile drivers look like they break the guy's fucking neck to me. I yeah. don't know how they pull that out. You could probably explain it to me off air. I, like, I, I can't. Uh, I might, I might not. <laughs> but that always blows my mind. Like, how do they not break their neck? Uh, you had mentioned Jericho looked great in this match. That's why I almost believed he was going to retire. This whole run of these, like, last few matches. I mean, he's pulling out Rana's. Like, he's just doing stuff. And you're like, man, I feel like he's really trying to go out on a high note. Yeah. Uh, in, in all that lead up to this. And, uh... They got me. They got me. And, and for Jericho, who's always been good business, putting over MJF would be something that you think he'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. And Jericho I, wins the feud. And Well, he's still down three to one. So we'll see. Save this career. Okay. Say when you're, you're in your feud. And be interesting to see where... I mean, they built that pinnacle group solely to feud with the inner circle to have that. So it'll be interesting to see so where they go. See, this is something, because again, I haven't been following. Are the inner circle babyface now? They yeah. are now. Yeah, they they, they oh, that's crazy. had MJF within the group, and then it looked like... So MJF is essentially the catalyst they used to go babyface. They, it, yeah, yeah. And they look like they're doing the traditional route of MJF taking over his group, and Jericho's like, no, stupid. Like, we talk all the time. That's not how it works. And then MJF then had the one-up of going... Yeah, actually, no, I got my own group, and it would, which is uh, Shitty Sean Spears, yeah. uh, Wardlow, and FTR. Okay. See, this is, so, I missed Which all would of be this. awesome if it was just those four. Yeah. <laughs> and not Sean Spears. Yeah. I agree with you. That's one thing we 100% agree on. The chairman sucks. <laughs> F Sean Spears and F pretty much anybody that's Cody's butt buddies. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's actually my favorite match of the whole night. And I, so I, I thought that might surprise you guys, but I, I thought because no, I know you respect Jericho. It, it didn't surprise. And I know you like MJF. MJF and yeah. I knew you didn't hate Jericho, and, and it was, was a really it good was a match. Hell of a wrestling match. So yeah. it didn't really. So that's why when I looked at you, I was like, really? Because I wouldn't be surprised at all if you said this that is was one of those match matches. Match. No matter what company you like, everyone likes MJF, and yeah. everyone likes Jericho. So it's kind of, of course, for sure. Well, but even that being said, their first match where it was to MJF to get into the inner circle, that was a very lukewarm match. Yeah, it wasn't it was, that great. It was. It, it's okay one he's in the group he beat the guy to get into his group like you know eh. this one also had some stakes and storyline yeah, and uh that, just mattered, way more invested so, yeah all right you guys ready for the next one this is a big one this is what uh you guys we've been waiting seven years for i i mean first and foremost i was surprised this happened now you thought they might hold off Punk's in-ring debut I a little later? Or? Paul White and QT oh, Marshall would be car. before you gotta, this. You got to get the sleeper match. Yeah, no, that, I guess that that's was true. The, the buffer. That match was literally nah, yeah, the popcorn, nah, you're right, you're right. go pee, get a beer, I, or walk the dog match. I just, just saw this as a... The whole time is, during the match, how about yeah. it sucks? So. This is a very WWE move to put this in the middle, so I thought. Punk and I think Alan. it belongs, though, because they're always going to close their shows... Mostly yeah, with the title. but I, I did appreciate that they made the title match yeah. at the main event. Well, and knowing what was going to happen at the end, it, oh, it oh yeah, be. that too. But Let's so, we'll get so to we that. had we had Darby Allen, we had Punk. Interesting booking in the sense of Darby Allen again. I think with MJF and Jungle Boy, I would say are probably their top three created stars. Guys, that they've really no made matter where they own. go, they're the future of wrestling. Those three dudes are. Mm. They've really made young. their own, and Darby Allen's done a great job of 
really connecting with the crowd. And we, we talked early on again, you know, I was never the biggest Jeff Hardy fan either, just because <clears throat> that's not really my scene. Like I'm, I don't really identify with what they are, who they are, but Darby's character, you, even if you're not into him, what his character presents, he's presented so well as, as an eternal underdog it's just scrapping and fighting and and you can't help but kind of get behind that yeah and they've really done a good job as establishing that character for him so no but obviously taking no. on punk is putting a you know they're, they're showing a lot of faith in him but going in you know we knew it's not darby allen's match to win no and it no. wasn't really about and it's darby at all i didn't expect him to win yeah. either and also can you never well, compare that's enough <laughs> he's okay. come on buddy uh had to make his one appearance. Darby Allen's got a punk slash skateboarder aesthetic. Okay. Yeah. Jeff Hardy is a juggalo and listens to corn is what I think of him. <laughs> so don't ever compare the two. No, there's a, there is a big difference. <laughs> I hate Jeff Hardy. I would agree. I, I, I always liked Jeff Hardy, but I, there he is Jinko, a huge difference. He wears Jinko jeans. Well, okay? what Jeff Hardy yeah, meant. He's new metal. Guy. In 90, he's yeah, new metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, 99. I'm just is, Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I never enjoyed like his theme songs either. They always sounded very cheesy, new metal-ish. Oh, that writing on the wall song? That's not bad. I'll take it. Uh, I don't know. New metal left a bad. I don't know. I grew up in that era too. Yeah. I wore Jinko jeans and shit, but like, <laughs> there's still a lot of new metal that leaves bad taste in my mouth. Although <laughs> I cannot, that first, I don't know if it was the first one, but that head PE album was great oh Fantastic. it's incredible that's like a classic yeah, broke so yes good. yes yeah we talk a lot about new Completely metal and jenkos subject, but... and, and nothing about the return of CEO yeah, Punk right. after seven years well that's because you had to bring up terrible jeff hardy but uh, there's yeah. comparisons jim ross compares them all the time jim ross is the worst commentator what is alive he? right now charismatic enigma and what what is he mysterious enigma is that what i don't called? know jr sucks mysterious right now, and so. enigma mean the same thing <laughs> so it's a you're right jack, it's a an jackass enigma, yeah an enigma is something you before, don't quite understand before we get into it before we talk about punk because it's going to be a big one can we talk about actually in the last match too because me and john texted each other last night about how pissed we were jericho comes off the top rope and mjf catches him in midair with a code breaker yeah not a one with of his them. own with his own move. move. No. Not a one of them call it out. Yeah. And, oh, what a counter by Jericho there! And then Shivani's like, not only the knee, but he pulled his head right into it too. It's like so the the copes of Jericho's fucking move that you call yeah. later when Jericho hit. They it. describe the it in rope. detail, but they won't name it. Which usually Excalibur will be the one to kind of yeah. like hone in the old guys and be like, he he actually hit Chris Jericho's own finisher on him. Like you were waiting for yeah, it. Yeah. And it didn't happen. No. With uh they're they're not good. They're with, they're, they're with what throws them off, I think if it was a two man booth, Tony Schiavone is as good as he ever was. Yeah. Next caliber, I think as goofy as you think he looks wearing his mask live, dude, when he's on mic, he is such a good play by play calling the action guy. If you got Jim Ross out of there and it was just those two dudes feeding off each other, it would be so much better. Tony Even Green. Taz and Excalibur are awesome together. Well, Taz is really good. Those, uh, yeah, two, those two together, really been good. those two are so good together. When they yeah, do. Tony's bringing real life excitement to it, yeah. which is good. He he might be a little slower behind, and and I don't even care. It's not like I'm sitting here, Mark, saying, "Oh, you got to call all the moves," but they needed to call it that he hit Jericho's on finisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. On that's, like, a that's, that's a big plot point. They yeah. did that on purpose, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't get called out at all. And like, and the bad thing is, is once you start. The WWE, in fairness, you don't even hardly notice them all that much because they are such a machine. Yeah, it starts. It's just fed and it's ran the same way. 
but it's not really bad. It's not like they mess up. I don't know. There. I'll tell you what. Pat McAfee's a great addition. Pat oh, McAfee's Pat amazing. McAfee. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked him already. I watched him on YouTube, but he's a great real addition. life enthusiasm. Man, he he knows the product. Oh, he, he gives a shit. He's a fan, and he's having a great time. That's the other. That's the other. And thing. they let him. They don't yeah. like. It's He'll like, stand up and get the crowd involved. Oh, him with Nakamura. And the fact that they like. It seems like they just let him do it. It's. They're not cutting him back too much. It's fine. No, it's authentic, and you can get behind that. Um, yeah, the Jim Ross is awful, and he's excuse me. Yeah, he's he's the, the voice of our generation. That's fine, but that was twenty years ago. But he's not no, interested he's, in this product. No, I don't think it's so either. Bullshit. This is a job for him. Pretty it's much. a job, and he takes his job seriously. I don't say that he doesn't, especially you know behind the scenes. But no, I don't. I he if you listen to his podcast. He's he'll say it without saying it. He doesn't like yeah. it. His heart's yeah. not in it. Let's slap your damn leg. But so far, this pay-per-view shouldn't be anything that he didn't like too much. I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't think so either. But yeah, I love. I do like what Jim Ross says. We're gonna dive. We're gonna dive through the ropes on top of on top of ten guys. Well, how many times have you beaten him with that? <laughs> so maybe you're not that good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of their commentary, I think if he left and it was just those two, I think it'd be awesome. I think uh, Excalibur is a pretty straightforward guy. Tony's pretty straightforward but he can get a little goofy like he you know he loves Britt baker and all that stuff and they yeah. joke about it being his girlfriend and so you know like <laughs> cheating on his wife but like i think those two or if you just put another guy with them that is not so doesn't know what he's calling half the time doesn't know like malachi black comes in did you watch that debut i did not sorry to get off on a tangent excalibur's trying to say that's that's i know that guy but that's not him that's that's malachi black and jim ross says well, that's Tommy End or whatever his name is, and then calls him Tommy End like three more times. And you're like, no, Excalibur's trying to sell his name, you yeah. idiot, and you're just you yeah. don't know what's going you on. You don't bring in a huge star and go, well, whatever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he did. You know, I'm gonna that's have like... to bring this up later in a later conversation because it makes sense to something. But uh, I see what you're saying. I didn't notice that because I did see the clips of Malachi Black's uh, yeah. debut, and I didn't notice that at all. Anyway, that was a tangent about how Jr. sucks. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's yeah. finally get into this. is a big one. CM Punk. Yeah. First match back in seven years. Um, I got, listen, I got negative things to say, but I don't want to, I don't want to start with that. And I, it's not okay. negative about what this match was. It's, it's a little negative of uh, where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's talk about the match itself first. The match, whether it was intentional of Punk maybe working a little slower or... You know, the show, like, hey, he's getting his feet back under because it finished last five minutes were absolutely yeah. really good. And yeah. I was bought back in and it's hard to expect the world, but I'll go ahead and say it that I'm fairly bored, I think, for the first half of the match. Yeah, I even Especially wrote, for what we know these two guys can do. Could do. Yeah. yeah, I even wrote down it was a lot of buildup, a lot yeah. of buildup. Like they were, I, it was just a lot of buildup. It was very slow to start and it was fairly technical for like the first mm. 10 minutes of it which is why which was it was good it was well done it was just the book the decision to put these two together when you're saying you got but darian's one of the top baby faces and obviously punk coming in is the reaction he got and their position as a baby face makes you wonder why they didn't have a now is ricky starks hurt is he is he available to work no he's good he's good to go makes you wonder why wouldn't they have like a, a shithead heel yeah that you know could then maybe out quick and punk a little bit and you yeah. know show that hey i'm sharp i'm fresh I, I got this you don't old man because it made punks way bigger so it made him kind of just grinding darby to a halt where the crowd really wants to be in the punk but like there wasn't any reason to because he's kind of grounding the smaller opponent that the fans also like yeah 
again, the last five minutes kind of brought them to their feet, but they're in Chicago yeah. with CM Punk. And they're not fired up for they're the whole not match. They're fired no, up for it. No, you know? that's, that they're, was the surprising thing to me is that I, I kind of thought that's, that Darby Allen would be a good guy to test Punk, especially with all the shit he's been doing lately. And they, they that's even and what they, they built, built it up. up. Yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't that at all until, like you said, maybe the last five minutes, they got that big uh, corner spot in with Darby Allen. Dar- Darby Allen. <laughs> Allen flipped into it and fucked his back up or whatever. Oh, or was, That guy's going to be paralyzing. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to do it, but... Yeah, like, it really wasn't what they were building it up to be until really the very end. And even then, that was kind of lackluster. The only ring rust thing I saw is, like, it was so obvious through the match how... in They did a lot of rest holds and a lot of, like... And you could just tell Punk was calling the match. Oh, he was calling everything it was, holds, But it was yeah. so obvious. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, you, I used to never see you do that. So, no. like... Yeah. So, and that's another thing. For the match to be that way, it looked like Punk was calling it, so... No, there's on him. I'm guessing for the, the most part. There was even a spot where Punk was bent over, waiting for Darby to uh, flip over him and do his move or whatever. A little too long. Like Punk, Punk could have pulled that off if he would have just sold it a little more. But he was kind of just sitting there waiting. So you could tell he's he's got to knock off some ring rust. Seven, yeah. seven years away is a long time. Yeah, a from long anything, yeah. for sure. Time and you mean you knew for what I Punk mean, would be getting into shape is you know he wasn't going to come in out of shape by any means. But ring shape's a whole different thing and ring. Awareness is a whole different thing, and being in front of a live crowd is a whole different thing. It's like, in his forties now. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Seven years. Think Looks about what we 40s, could do though. physically seven years ago that we just don't do as good now. Like your body just slows down. Yeah. So, it. it I, I, I'm certainly not going to say it was bad, or, I mean, I can say underwhelming, but not disappointing. I don't want to go that far. Um, it's almost no matter what the expectation for Punk was, the excitement is just and I it's think too high. And that's and that is where. My pessimism comes in, and I'm not going to come this from a, a trolling perspective. I'm coming this legitimately, where every dude. I mean, that was that was the name. That's bigger than Danielson, and it's bigger than Adam Cole because those guys have been active. Mm. We've been seeing him do it. We haven't seen Punk do it forever. Yeah. Now, when we talk about the summer of Punk, where he said like, "Oh, he's we're going to bring it in again. We're going to start it again." I don't know because in 2011, when Punk wins the title from Cena, the Money in the Bank, that 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 felt like that's my guy. That's my guy who I've watched in Ring of Honor. That's my guy who has built it and built it. And he's finally getting his just due. And he got it. And man, that moment, everybody remembers where you were for that that Money in the Bank match in Chicago. Well, at the time, he like changed the face of wrestling. Because man, what some some slump years there. Yeah. Yeah. And he made everything fresh and exciting to watch. And then he had about three years of that. He got gassed out and was done. So now this CM Punk... It's not that same guy because it's not the guy that we were yearning for to get his Mm -hmm. moment. He got it and he earned it and he was fucking awesome. And so now we're all kind of happy for him, but that that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get great product with him and, and feel the same way because hey, we're happy. He's back. We're happy. He's happy. But that, that fight, it's gone. He yeah, won there, the fight. He got there. There's a thing that I thought about with him and that I'm worried is that he's a guy that almost has to be, he seems like, I don't know the guy, but he has to be motivated by a chip on his shoulder. And like, he's just not that. And I, he's not that guy. He doesn't no. have that fight. Like, and no. that's what I worry, but Hey, maybe the passion comes back and he's just, you know, maybe that's, that's enough. Or, I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, you guys could be totally right, but, or maybe he's just, 
now he's got the freedom to do what he wants to do. Maybe he will be happy with it now mm-hmm. because they're going to let him do what he wants to do. I, mean, I don't think he's done great work when he's happy. He does great work when he's pissed off yeah. like Johnson. But I mean, look at, uh, well, I guess this really isn't a great example because we weren't exactly saying it in a positive light, but John Moxley's able to do pretty, he's just doing what he wants to right now. And it's good stuff, but it's not exactly, we're not exactly invested and, in and it. And that's the thing. I, that's, I think we're on the same page in the sense that, I mean, we're happy that he's happy. We're happy that he's able to come and make some money and he's happy to be excited back in pro wrestling. Yeah. But him at his best was fuck you, triple H. Like I'm mm. going to fuck it. I'm going to prove it that I'm yeah. the man that I can do this. I'm going to have the best match on the card. I'm going to get the best reactions. I'm going to do it. He doesn't have anything to prove. He doesn't have anything to prove. Like he, he, he knows that it's a fact. If he went out this year at the Royal Rumble, the crowd would have went insane. If he, by coming back to AEW, the crowd went insane. Like, but he knew it was going to happen. He wasn't proving anything to anybody. That's it. Was kind of a gimme. Well, I mean, he does kind of have to prove that he still got it. I mean, maybe he motivates himself. We don't. I mean, I don't know. The the match was a little underwhelming, but I'm definitely going to keep. Well, maybe maybe if we talk enough shit and it gets around, (laughs) around he'll he'll start using us as motivation. Well, if he comes this way, he can call up our buddy Jeff Traxler because he still owes him fifty dollars. There you go. Traxler owes CM Punk fifty dollars. That yeah yeah. All right. Well, hit, remind him of I, that. I remind Traxler. Traxler all the time. What's that? Uh, you said Ricky Starks. Was there anyone else you wanted him to fight when he came in? Ricky Starks kind of rung the first bell. Yeah. I don't think throwing him right into with the elite would necessarily be the mm-hmm. best plan. But you so, want maybe that you know, which I think is another thing we could talk about. I think they're lacking in that, that really good mid card level right now. They got tons of guys that are no names and a ton at the top, mm-hmm. and maybe that mid level guy to kind of give the fuck you coming in. I've been working my ass off here for two years. Yeah. You're not taking my Which, spot. I was hoping this could go for him or Daniel Bryan. I said, man, too bad he was wrapped up with Jericho, but MJF yeah. already is an asshole to everyone. But if you look at who Punk is as a real person that we all know, and Daniel Bryan is a real person, yeah. on both ends of them, MJF is the complete opposite of them. Just an arrogant <laughs> dickhead who cares about money, yeah. uh, doesn't care about like you know the planet like Daniel Bryan. He doesn't care right. about being a punk like uh, punk. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would be the best fit for either of those guys. You yeah, get him he, showcased. He great. It showcases him. And uh, maybe we'll go that way with, you know, who knows where punk goes now. Well, maybe this is just all a setup for, for a punk sting Allen Alliance. And that, Everybody's with, in their stables and everything. Daniel Garcia, Punk's going to need some help. You know, but those guys aren't on that level yet. I mean, they're, I don't think you waste punk in a trios type thing. Well, right I'm not now. saying that like, like they're a stable. I'm just yeah. saying that like, He's got a couple people there that's got yeah. his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that brings me to my last point. So Sting comes out to the ring. Now, look, I've never been a Sting fan. I'll just I'll be forward about that. But Sting is a Sting. Sting. I like the gimmick. Didn't Dude, really like been the word. Awesome, so but. Sting comes out to the ring. There was no crowd reaction. It's fucking Sting. Sting the came crowd out was still reacting to the match. To Punk's for, match. For the yeah. Yep. Sting's been getting pretty good reactions. And, but but this is what I'm saying. I think maybe it's a little bit of overkill. Like where Tony Khan is just getting this brand new toy and this brand new toy and this brand new toy. And oh, there's no doubt there's overkill. Here's fucking there's no Sting doubt. to come down to shake CM Punk's hand. That should be a big deal. Yeah. And the crowd, and because if I'm if I'm in there, I mean, I'm probably feeling the same way that we felt at home. All right, this is cool, but maybe Adam Cole shows up. Maybe yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. Anderson shows up. <laughs> we just want more instead of expect, instead of like, dude, Punk and Sting. Fucking CM Punk and Sting are in the same ring together, and they might be doing something like that's pretty fucking big. It yeah. didn't feel big. Yeah. It didn't feel big yeah, watching yeah. it. Yeah. 
don't know. I guess it's all perspective, right? For some people, that might have felt pretty fucking big. For people there, that might have been pretty big. I think it's also just the crowd. Like, Think I, about how on fire for I, CM Punk they are. I think they get the reaction win, and then it's like, well, then you do another thing. It's like, oh, well, we just blew our load like a minute ago. <laughs> that's like, that's learning on the fly. I mean, it is. Because I think we're going to get to that when we talk later on the show. And that's also why I asked how like the first four matches, how was the crowd? Because even at this point... I mean, Punk got a huge reaction. Not what his first one was, but that's the first one. Um, but he still gets a really big reaction. The match, as we said, wasn't a banger. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't a banger. He gets the re- the reaction for the win. But even then, it kind of felt like, are they a little tired out? Or do we, you know, are we all on the same page, us at home and the crowd, where we're going, eh, maybe this isn't as good as we expected it mm-hmm. to be. Like it, it's something to be slightly concerned about. Or maybe it was a, uh, let's not fucking blow our wad on this too. You know what I mean? Like let's give them it, something to, to desire from here it, on out. It also slowed down for most of the match after what you said is the best match on the card. That's so it's like, that's true. It's hard well, to when follow. You say, let's not blow our wad. We can all agree. They blew their wad. They blew their wad. There's no doubt they, about they it. They blew, blew a few wads. They blew but a what few I'm saying wads. Is it maybe a, <laughs> Maybe Darby Allen and Punk were just like, "Look, we know what's gonna about to go down tonight. Let's let's not over fucking do it. Let's put on a good match, but leave leave some leave something for the future, sort of deal." I think this would have been a better match if it wasn't his first return. If this was a dynamite match, it'd be pretty solid. But um, I think we just had. I think it's also our fault. You set the expectation. You know what Darby Allen can do, and yeah. CM fucking no. Yeah, there it was definitely missing that thing that put it over. Yeah, and I'm not even saying just because of what they did in the ring, and we'll say, hey, it was a three star match when we know it could be four, four and a half. Like I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what the the crowd's reaction to it was kind of how we were feeling. We were like, I want to like this a little more than I do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. And you, no, and yeah. Maybe just just almost disappointed. Maybe even in yourself, they're like, I should be liking this more than what I'm liking it, but I don't, I'm not yeah. overly, you know, thrilled. No, yeah. Uh, but CM Punk's back, so we CM only got, Punk we can only go up from here, I guess. Is back. Yeah, he's without a chip on his shoulder, so we're gonna see where he goes. He's Hopefully already he's a, made. He's established. Well, like I said, let's give him one. Let's Hopefully, give. Him. Right. Hopefully, he just said, "I want to fight Darby Allen," and they said, "Okay," and then we get a real feud after this with him and somebody. So yeah. Well, it looks like they're going to hit a pretty good reset on a lot of things, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see where they go forward. Uh, folks at home, listening, watching, if you want to go pee, walk your dogs, get a bite to eat, this will be the time to do it, because we're going to talk about <laughs> a big show match. Yeah, uh, this is this is actually, that's a good segue here. This is actually the one I missed. What's the matter? It's so fucking bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. You scared me for a second. I thought no, I blew something. No, no. Uh, the, this one I missed completely when we I took the dogs out. We do a great job of this pod, and, and it's awesome having John here, but there's only so much we can do. <laughs> yeah. We can't polish turds. No. Um, no. I actually had to watch it again, though. I guess QT Marshall does a lot of, like, he's pretty much like one of the, the bookers like for the show, like, if I'm not mistaken. Like, uh, he does a lot of work. Booking. I know he does, he's a uh, like, talent development talent trainer. Really, like, okay. uh, he's like a trainer, which so is I, good for him. I know he's, got, and he's a guy. Who, oh, I'm, I can't say him when I say Who gives a fuck? No, I get no shit. I, I think he would be better. He's not getting it. He was Cody's bitch. He was Dustin's bitch. Now he's Big Show's bitch who isn't even a wrestler. It's just, you're not presenting him to be a bad guy. He he's was, just getting the shit kicked But out even where he came from, he was bottom of the card in Ring of Honor 10 years ago. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah it, I don't know no, shit about him. There's nothing to know about him. And I think, and there's nothing descriptive about him looking. There's nothing descriptive about his promos. He's got a stable full of people that nobody knows. And with Billy Gunn, like 
Yeah, I mean, you're trying to build this heat to the match by Billy Gunn turning on for no reason, and then you don't explain it on the big lake. And wait, he turned to help QT, who he the Gun Club had just fought like multiple times. (laughs) I wouldn't care if Billy Gunn turned on the Big Show in twenty in two thousand. Nevertheless, in twenty twenty one, man, like yeah, I I just and then. I don't understand. I don't know who they're trying to attract. If you get, if you have, if you're wanting WWE fans to come over and watch it, buddy, we didn't care about the Big Show the last ten years either. No, yeah, we're not, we're not coming over to watch this now. You're sure as shit not establishing a new heel because, he, I mean, you squashed him, which is fine. Nobody really, just nobody cares. But I still think that's the wrong booking decision too. I think I texted you. This match had zero stakes. It didn't matter who won or lost. Nothing in the match mattered. The only thing that could have come out of it is QT wins, and then he's an asshole about it. Like, that's the only way you could have went. And then I think I even told you that, and I said, but that's still what matter. Because what's it's, it going to do for QT Marshall? It still wouldn't matter. And, yeah, if QT Marshall comes on Wednesday nights, I'm going to turn the channel anyway to talk to, to whether complain about it or to brag about it. He's just a, not a character that's over in the least bit. So... Well, he's got this stable of young guys. Why is he not just managing them and getting these guys over? Like, yeah, because I'd rather see what they do in the they're ring. They're just than being like, him. you know, putties for yeah. him getting their ass kicked. That Nick Camarado, the big caveman-looking guy. I'm like, I don't know if this guy's good or not, but he has a look. Mm-hmm. I'd like to at least kind of see what he does. Yeah. Just nothing. There's there's yeah. nothing there, and I mean, most any show you kind of want to let me up match. I get that, but you should at least establish a new guy or. Make it entertaining. <laughs> it wasn't either. No, and it's it's Paul White. <laughs> see, see, I didn't know any of the backstory. Like I said, I I just started watching really a little bit when CM Punk started coming back around because I knew well. I got to start watching for this shit. But watching it, not knowing anything about it, the way I saw it, not knowing any of the storyline behind it, I was like, oh, so are they using him? It's like like they're Andre. And they're just going to use him as the oh, big guy to smash people. They were using him as an announcer, as a spectacle. and he defended the honor of Tony Schiavone to get yeah, here. That's really? What, yeah, that's what happened. It, <laughs> Can we talk about how when he defended the honor? Did you watch that? You watched that episode, didn't you? I did not. No, I turned, turned it off when a big show with QT Marshall was on. One okay. of the goofiest things I've ever seen is they uh, threatened to beat up Tony Schiavone's son in the crowd. And you're like, oh, man, they're going to beat this kid up. They pull this dude out of the crowd. It's some 40-year-old dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. bro, just stand so, up for yourself. <laughs> I think I saw some about this. Yeah, it's like oh. it's like the Goldberg thing with Bobby Lashley to an extreme. But it's like, yeah, you feel you you can almost get the sympathy. They're going to beat up a kid, but then it's it's just some 40-year-old, 40-year-old dude. And you're dude. Like, Bobby Lashley, Lashley beat, beat up an actual kid. And it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, it, was, this, it was almost like it was parody of that is what I mean, though. Like, oh, Well, just, I didn't just, see it, but that's what it sounds like. It's just goofy. Yeah. You, you can't... Well, I mean, was he like an overweight, like he was just not a dude, athletic you know, just a dude? dude. <laughs> so I mean, okay, I feel for him, then, I guess. <laughs> yes. but you, you it's get, like my dad getting beat. But up you're or selling something. it, like you know, when you hear it, they're gonna beat this kid up, and you're like, oh damn. And you're, yeah. you're not getting picked on by this jacked up super <laughs> comic book villain, Bobby Lashley. You're getting beat That's up by true. this jabroni QT Marshall. Like, no, you're right. So that was the whole buildup. Big Joe to defend that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Dumb. So I apologize that you went back and watched that, Mark. <laughs> well, I, I didn't even know what I meant. I had no idea. I mean, I knew Paul White was going to be there. The only reason I knew that it had happened is because Christian Cage was coming out. You know, well, when, when they <laughs> signed him, and I remember seeing it like maybe on Facebook, even like you know, Paul White is all elite. And the first reaction is like, "Oh wow, they got the big show." And then the very next one is like, 
I don't I like, I care. Yeah. Like I don't. I then you, don't. There's nothing here that I want to see. To have nah. him and Mark Henry there to do like you know be there for backstage guys and like maybe teach some big men some stuff. Like, sure, that's one thing. Sure, do the announcing. That's cool. I think Mark Henry's been great on uh, Rampage. He does that. One of my favorite things they do is every. Uh, main event they do on Rampage. They do Mark Henry in the middle on a screen and then each opponent on screen, they do a quick interview and then they head out to the match. And like, that's awesome. I think Mark Henry's doing just fine in his role. But why are you presenting Big Show like this? Why are you presenting Big Show like Maybe that? it was a Herb Abrams move. They you just wanted to a, pick him up you can have like to a, have him. You can have a big guy that you want to build up come out and be the savior and beat up QT Marshall. That would get somewhere. That have was, a squash match. QT's bully. Solidly and, because know, it's Big Show. It's Yeah, oh, I guess a Luchasaurus type would be like I can think of that's in the babyface role. I guess maybe even Archer. But otherwise, yeah. It, it, it's not It's not helping anybody. It's a complete waste of time. We're wasting our time talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're probably right. Uh, ready for the main event? Let's do it. Let's do, tackle do, this do, bad boy. Do you like a hot pocket that, uh, you know, you cook in the microwave and then you let it cool down, but you let it cool down just a little too much and it's just as lukewarm as fuck because that was this main event. <sighs> well, I mean, I like lukewarm, that better than pepperoni it up and too cheese. quick and it's still being fucking frozen on the inside. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> but, uh, that was this main event for me. This had, again, this one had its moments. All of it, though, seemed botched, botched and confusing to me. Like, not really the, the spots or anything, just the purpose i like that uh one thing i noticed right off the bat kenny omega got back to straight up new japan kenny omega where we're gonna start this shit on the outside and we're gonna do some fun shit uh because any of kenny's top matches have some pretty cool stuff on the outside kenny has some wildness going on some wildness factors i mean he he botched his moonsault and then you know but then like did a great job of covering it back Mm -hmm. up of like yeah i don't fuck up watch i'll even do it better like omega's I, you know, and, and we, I do my Jim Cornette spiels on stuff like that. I don't have a bad thing to say about him. Maybe. No, I think, I, I, think I told you last night, too. He's definitely the last few weeks. He's hit a stride as a heel again. He's found his voice on the mic. He's come a cocky asshole. He definitely looks more comfortable. Uh, oh, he's a better heel at face for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, he always has been, but he's definitely finding his stride again. Uh, so Kenny's been awesome. What? I- Go ahead. I was just going to say, what do you guys think of that really? I thought it was an odd table spot. Well, that's oh, where John was stabbed. Talk- uh, Christian, did it stab him? The table? I was, yeah, oh, the table stomp. I thought yeah. was sweet. That's what I, to me, I thought it, it, it was like it kind of exposed how shitty, the, how broken and easy the tables are. Yeah, but tables always break easy. I feel like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, we all know that, but I'm just saying that. Like, I thought that spot was sweet. I kind of like it because it's it's it Omega's probably hurts, it, but like I thought it made the table look brittle. If you watched Omega and even Jericho in their first one in New Japan, like there's. Uh, you know, Omega doesn't. A lot of guys on the floor, which is which, what you normally should do, is you kind of slow it down, build it up, because either you're gonna land on something hard, or you're gonna get thrown into something hard, or like something big is gonna happen if you're out on the floor. Yeah, Omega's just straight fire and, yeah. and chaos no, out no, there, it was, which is I, a, a different presentation for it. I, I like the way he pulled it off and everything. I just thought eventually it, the table did get set up, but usually you're like, oh, we're pulling up the table, or no, he just pulled it right yeah. on top of him and smashed him. Yeah, like, but you don't see. Yeah, it's just that. I, no, was, I was okay with that. No, no, I thought it was cool. I just. It, I don't know. I that was a thought I had about the table. When anyway. when I mentioned my my but new my it new stabbed him, you said oh that was the other table spot. I thought okay. you were talking about the one where they he throws Kenny through the table. Okay, no, no. When I mentioned my new toys, boy, does it not feel like Christian Cage is Woody to all these Buzz Lightyears right now. Yeah. I mean, they you know he had the hot appearance at the Royal Rumble. It was pretty exciting. They bring him in pretty much right on the heels of that. Like, oh, Christian's back, and we got him now. 
and he's, then he's not been bad. It's just I don't Christian, and I don't I don't like Christian. I was just about to say, haven't you hated Christian I, forever? But it's and it's not that again. Not I can't remember a bad match he's ever had, but I also can't remember a great match outside yeah, of TLC. He was never like main event guy. Uh, he could cut a fine promo. I don't remember him having the promo that like. And he's a guy that you should like, be building up that mid card with. Exactly. Exactly. Um, he can beat guys and still put them over. He can lose the guys. He's still over enough. Like it's. He could have took on Big Show just now, right before this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have been the same. That could have been a halfway like, decent we, match with him. We got to this match, and it was a main event that I don't think anybody wanted. To be honest with you, I don't I, think the I crowd think wanted people it. Were so set on a month ago that it was going to be Hangman Page, who's nowhere to be found. Well, from what I read, they they. They backed off because they, I think they had all this stuff to do. Yeah. They, uh, I think he took time off because he had a kid. Yes, that's true too. They didn't want him to, they, I think they, again, this is speculation. They didn't, they decided Kenny shouldn't lose yet. And they, which good on them for not making Paige lose again. Uh, that's a smart booking decision. So, and then yes. we do get the return pop for him and like, he'll be the hero again. People are still going to be all over him. All of that is but good things. But there, but yeah, but it, but you it also Christian pin your champion. So this kind of was telegraphed. That's he wasn't winning. It, mm-hmm. That's so it, all, all everything you said led to a main event on a pay-per-view that I don't think anybody really cared about because again, when I mentioned earlier, how much I love Jericho and MJF, yeah. it's because I really cared who so, won or lost. So you talked about earlier, we were like, Oh, but when's Adam Cole coming? When's Dan? Yeah. This was a match. For okay, Christian's gonna lose, and how the fuck is Daniel Bryan coming out? And that yep. was that was all I was thinking. But the match was solid. No, it was it wasn't a bad match. It just I, again, what was I the think point? it was a good main event event. I just don't think going into it, anyone's invested. I think that there you go. I think that was it. The crowd exactly was trying to get through it. We were trying to get mm-hmm. through it. We were trying to see what because, was going to happen at the end. And I and I don't. I can't ever say that's a good thing for your main event on your pay-per-view. No. I just, I mean, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But it was um, super solid. I mean... It, and as it should be. Those guys aren't bad workers. Mm-hmm. It, it's more... And it's just, it's an interesting thing because I can't sit here with, and tell you if it's the right way or the wrong way to do it because we won't know probably until it plays out. We did have a main event of a pay-per-view that nobody was really that invested in. Not us at home. We weren't like, you know, not, I don't think any one of us or anybody in that crowd was like really, really disappointed that Christian didn't beat him. No. Because... Kenny won, and we know we got more. I still know. know you got more. Mm. Christian got that good pop when he won the TNA t- or yeah, the Impact title. I don't know why we just didn't go from there. Christian go do a fun run in TNA, build, help build up young talent there too. Yeah, come back. Yeah, that's... like I, I just don't know why this match had to happen. Because twice. then also then that that match could mean something down the line if you want to come back six months later where you go, hey, nobody's still beating Kenny, but Christian did. It was for the Impact title, but. You can always kind of hold that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got one on you, pal, and Not I can anymore. do it again. Well, they they did that for two weeks. I got one on you, pal, and I can do it again. It's like we know we we, we all know you're not going to because we know we got more guys coming in. Yeah. Um. So it's I mean, it's it's an interesting time, and it's an interesting it's a it's a good problem for them to have. It really is. Of we're getting all this talent that the people really want to see. How are we going to integrate them in? And but it. As far as a match, it felt like we just got to get through this, yeah, <laughs> and then no, we'll I get agree. there. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think they just did Plan B, Plan C so much that by time, you know, with Hangman out and all this yeah. stuff, I just don't think uh, Plan Plan C and D, it's not as good. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is right. kind of the the Becky Lynch return moment of uh, All Out. I would whoa, think. Well, you thought these returns were not good? No, no. I'm just <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying the the fake out. 
Oh man, they as soon as so do you guys watch Being the Elite at all? Do not. You don't. Okay, so years ago when Adam Cole got signed to NXT, uh, Marty Scurll kicked him out of the Bullet Club with the Young Bucks. They sold it on BTE as they they killed him. <laughs> Adam Cole was dead to them. They're like if Adam Cole would ever be on anything, I like, think they real life laid him out in New Japan, didn't they? It was at Ring of Honor. Oh, at Ring of Honor. It, okay. it, yeah, oh, yeah, it was uh, one Marty's uh, debut into the Bullet okay. Club. Uh, but like when he showed up in NXT, like they saw it on TV and they're like, he looked like he saw a ghost. Like Adam Cole was mm. dead to them. So knowing that and that smart Mark crowd that loves yeah. being the elite, as soon as so we all just thought it's Xander Bryan coming out, right? Yeah, that's who I, that's who I second, expected to come he out. He said. All, they're either not here, they're all retired, or they're all dead. As soon as the word dead left his mouth, I said, oh, it's fuck, yeah, yeah, it's Adam Cole. So that's, so that's, that was the, that was the key. Okay, you got that, and I don't think we did, because we're not being nah. elite fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was like, what, 2016, 17, <laughs> they did that, so. So, let, let's go ahead and talk about it. Adam Cole, pretty, I mean, it's a very, it's a pretty big get in the sense that Adam Cole's awesome. Oh, we yeah. know he's awesome. He, yeah. You're never gonna have a bad match with him. No, you're not gonna get bad promos. Probably not gonna get a program with him. Before we get into what we think we're gonna do with him, I will again be the constructive pessimist and say WWE didn't really try to keep him either. And I don't I think what I heard. I don't think Vince had any plans of him ever being featured on Raw or SmackDown, which is where they make their money. I yeah. thought they were trying to pull him pretty hard for Raw, is what I heard. They, and like they were offering him like real good stuff. They wouldn't just let his contract expire if they planned to really put a push on it. Like that doesn't happen. I mean, if he decided, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? If he decided, I mean, he these decided. are his best friends in real life. But they're, too. they're also, they're saying like, oh, it was an oversight. He's actually worked without a contract for a little while. That's the thing. If, well, he signed him to an extension. Very small, yeah, yeah. just a few yeah, yeah, rapid yeah. stuff, up, which he was he would do for Kyle, I'm sure, more than anything. Um, I mean, I guess we don't know, and we don't know how much there any of these guys are getting paid, and that's something yeah. else I want to talk about at some point too. So we don't know how if or how much they offered, if it was less than or what was. I'm sure they didn't want him to go, but I kind of imagine. Well, he's a, he's a trips guy, and that doesn't matter anymore. So <laughs> that's that's a very good point. The direction of things are going over there. This was great timing for him to make. I mean, incredible timing to be honest. Yeah. The way that the direction's looking of NXT. And what AEW has going on now couldn't be better timing for him. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I, I don't. I don't think Vince ever. And and to be fair, and though this isn't, this just is what it is. Adam Cole makes his big debut on Monday Night Raw, and the crowd's going crazy for him, and he's facing the answer against Bobby Lashley. Yeah, buddy, the crowd's not going to buy it. No. Like they're just not. That's and that's that's what they've built. So not a knock on Adam Cole, but that's just what they've but built. He'll thrive yeah. in NXT or in here the way he did in NXT. I think so. Yeah. I think so. The landscape for him, you know, just like he did in Ring of Honor, it's the same kind of thing. My first thought is him in there with Omega and the Bucks and, you know, and the Good Brothers just kind of take up space for me. I've never really been my thing. They're much more entertaining in real life than they are on TV. amazing, yeah. Um, So him, but being in the middle of this group kind of feels like, eh, it's just kind of one of a bunch of guys now. Now, but but we got, I mean, there's time. We'll see where they go. You look at like, look at uh, like a New Japan, like, Literally almost everyone on that roster is in a stable. And, like, you still make people mean something. And, like, all these guys meant something when they were in the Bullet Club doing things not always together, but they had each other's backs. They were all chasing different titles. So it could yeah. work, you know, in that sense. Could. Huh? Could. Seems like a very top-heavy for heels. I, I almost... So uh, I was talking to my buddy yeah. last night, and um, I almost hope, especially with this New Japan thing really happening, 
you almost finally got to do the elite versus bullet club now. I mean, you're, you've got a bunch of bullet club guys. Now the OG guys, you got an Adam Cole in there. Um, you have Tama Tonga come out and just start beating the shit out of people. First of all, I love Tama Tonga, but second of all, Jay White's on my TV. I'm turning it yeah, off. How so. do you not like Jay White? <laughs> this is an AEW discussion, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but no, I think that's, well, you wanted to get into, we'll talk about the debuts first. Actually, I just saw this and I forgot to bring it up when we already went past it. Omega quotes Steve Urkel. Oh, he, he did it twice. Was awesome. He did it in the, the first ring. time he did it on the, on the outside. Oh, had he done it before? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. No, he did it on the was, outside. After, I think trying very hard to get it over. I think it was after the table. Yeah, the he table did, jump. Yeah, he did the That was awesome. That. Well, he did, it, he did it in the promo after that, yes, too. Yes, he did. That's uh, the one I didn't notice, the table spot one. Did you guys think, um, they almost swerved me many times, because Adam Cole's come to the ring, and I said, you know, Young Bucks just lost their title. They turn on Omega here with Adam Cole? Maybe I didn't know what was going to happen, but yeah. I knew Adam Cole was going to be an asshole because it's That's Adam he Cole. Does. He's yeah. the slimiest guy in yeah. wrestling. Um, did you like his turn? Uh, I mean, it's hard to even say it's a turn because he wasn't yeah, even yeah, established. Yeah. And, and, you know, super kicking Jungle Boy, who's likable, but he's not a top star. And honestly, neither is Christian at the time. They're, I think that's our thing. Jungle right Boy's now. super over, though. He's super over. Super. But as and I you, mentioned, they're, they're just so top heavy you, on heels right now. You put him in a feud with Adam Cole. I'm, I'm there for it. Oh, I'd definitely be interested in that. Well, but did you expect it then, maybe? I didn't know what to expect. Again, it, it felt like... Because even, even then, seeing him, I'm like, well, Danielson's still going to come out, I too. knew he was still, It, it yeah. felt like... Yeah, I didn't. I thought, okay, okay for sure We're, we're not going to see him till tomorrow even night or, or Wednesday Adam, night or something. Th- and this, this is... They, they blew their wide, and I'm going to say that I'm going to land on a little lukewarm on it because main event didn't really care about. Adam Cole comes out. It should be huge. But we still know You're there's right. more. Yeah, that pop was gigantic. Yeah. I think they would have had him more if he straight up started fighting with them. I think the fact that he turned killed the return a little bit. The the um, kick the kick of uh, Jungle Boy deflated the balloon yeah. immediately. Yeah, because yeah, he got the biggest Adam Cole baby pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like uh, he's well, he's not a triumph- it's not a triumphant return. He's gonna get the Adam Cole baby no any matter crowd, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a baby face or not? But like, I mean, it really is. It's like here's this match with Christian, and again, I'm I'm gonna try to be the Joe Schmo public. I don't like Christian, but so here's this match with Christian that we just brought in a few months ago, and it's a big deal against Kenny Omega. That should be a big deal. Well, here's this burger that's really fucking good but you already know after this yeah, burger, it's always a burger analogy uh, every after time after this burger <laughs> you're gonna get an amazing piece of chicken after this burger so you're like man okay this burger hey this burger is good this is this is a burger that i've always wanted but i'm really looking forward to that fucking chicken well here comes adam cole and it's like now listen before you take a bite of this chicken and i'm gonna tell you this is this chicken that you wanted to eat for a long long time there's a steak that's gonna blow your fucking mind coming right behind it and and so you don't get to fully enjoy what you're eating. You don't get to fully enjoy what they're giving to you because you just know there's something coming behind yeah, it's it. It's constantly being outshined by something else. And now that it's all here, and now that because I, I got, I mean, what besides John Cena? I don't know who else they can bring over that'd be bigger than what they have right Brock now. Brock Lesnar and Cena. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe there's, like Braun. Braun, they probably would have blew up with that. Yeah, Braun. Braun would be what's what's worse than a burger. It's like the worst kind of. No, that, that wouldn't be great. Dutch but I'm love. saying people would have. If the, blew, wouldn't here's expect your burger, that would have Here's your up. chicken. Here's your steak. And Dude. now here's some Dutch loaf Braun Strowman. Yeah, here's Let's some meatloaf. Here. You yeah. know what? You want to know a fun fact on a 90 day clause being up, and it's the perfect person for it. Bray Wyatt's is up on the Friday, which is a rampage. 
of Halloween weekend. So that can be pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah. They'll blow that though. Turn the channel. No. That guy's, that guy's, you don't, are you going to no. talk shit right now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like, every opportunity in the, the world, he's, I'm turning the TV it's off. It's not his I'm opportunities out. that he's blowing, I'm it's out. them blowing his opportunities. No, no, I'm not saying he's going to blow it, I'm saying they are going to blow it. They, it seems, they cannot treat him worse than WWE treated him. That guy, that was all booking. That, there's no, you can, you can't blame him for any of that. I don't. That I guy did as much as he could. That's what I'm saying, I didn't, I didn't blame it. Amazing. Or blame Absolutely him. amazing. No, no, I've, I've always liked Bray Wyatt. Even yeah. the old days when he was yeah, just yeah. doing the... The Swamp Man Bray Wyatt was That was best. cool. Yeah, the, the Fiend with the... That stuff was awesome, and they almost immediately just ruined it. It's their fault they booked him up so quick that yeah. they had to kill nowhere, him off almost immediately. Nowhere else to go but down. Yeah, yeah. But they fucked that. Um, so, no, he's awesome, and... Yeah, you're, you're not going to get okay. me on that. Okay, well, no. you are dumb. <laughs> no. Um... All right, so we, we said Adam Cole's cut here. We got the turn that Danielson's out. Yeah, as soon as they grabbed the microphone, you knew the show was not over. It's ending. not over. Uh, Danielson's out. Looked awesome. Looked fired up. Um, you know, and, and first part of me was a, a little pessimistic of like, ah, but he's out there with, with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. All right. And then it's like, well, you know what? That's How awesome. else are you going <laughs> to elevate him? Like this, if, if Daniel Bryan will, or Brian Danielson will recognize them to be this is this is what's next these guys have it and i'll fight alongside of them fuck you okay like yeah brian Danielson's voice is as strong as anybody's in that that's, company so no, that'll, that'll carry a lot of weight i agree with promo that he cut after the show too okay about like so i didn't see that hey the reason i'm here is these guys that were here from day one you know jungle boy stuff like that so uh so essentially a cm punk thing almost yeah 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 except he well, we'll get into his return. I think yeah. I think Brian is going to be more. I want to wrestle and do everything that I want to yep. do. Yeah. Where Punk is, I want to do everything I want to do, but it's not even just about wrestling. It's about changing culture and everything. Like that. Brian just wants to wrestle the way he wants. Yeah, to I feel wrestle. like Punk wants to redeem his himself legacy. You know what yes, I mean? He like, should. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Daniel Bryan cut a promo after, and he basically said there were like three reasons he's there. Uh, all the guys that were there there from day one, and he said that's the reason. Like you know. Him and Ruby came there and CM Punk. Uh, and he really put over like the not and uh, like he put all the guys like Moxley. He said, he said Moxley, Jericho, the guys that believed in AW and helped to get where it is. And then all the young guys. So he really put over like AW from the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, Punk said he stopped wrestling when he left Ring of Honor, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dan O'Brien cut a similar promo, but he said, I never stopped wrestling. I brought wrestling to where it didn't belong. And. I said the word wrestling when I wasn't allowed to say wrestling. Uh, and, and he actually said, I love WWE. Like he said, he loved where he yeah. worked, but he wanted to come there because the talent's insane right now. And that's just what he wants. And then Stan, his third reason was just that he wants to keep wrestling. So let's keep wrestling. And the yeah. crowd went ape shit. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I, I agree with you that he, what else are they going to do with them? Team them up with them and go against them. Yeah. But I think they could have done it differently. I think they could have done it better. I don't think he should have came well, out to music. I don't know how much... If they... it was supposed to be a surprise... As if... I even wrote it down. As if the elite didn't know he was there. They oh, yeah, run yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. company. Well, you yeah. gotta... You gotta, you know, suspend what they should have, Yeah, but I mean, they could have at least had him, like, show up out of nowhere with no music. They, they had music for him. I, I will defend... Like, yeah. They, they run the company, but the only guy they kind of really sell that does that on TV is usually Cody. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, or like Moxley will come out of the crowd and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? But like I'm thinking, they, they I, I don't know. I think they could have been a little more clever about it because I saw right through it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and uh, again, I mean, I, not to go back to my burger to steak comparison, but you did know everybody still knew it was coming. Yeah. You're happy exactly. he was there, but you weren't surprised. You could at least try to. But it was, a, it was, I didn't have to be surprised. You know, I just, yeah. You know, it's like you, you, you know what you asked for for Christmas. And you know what you're going to open, but you're still fucking excited to open it. Yeah. I don't know. You guys had a very different childhood. I didn't get everything I had for over Christmas. I was lucky if I got like the third top thing. <laughs> so you got you got Sean Spears while we got CM Punk and Dan <laughs> Pretty Ryan, much. That's what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Well, I guess I'll get a Sean Spears. Yeah. I got the Revengers instead of the Avengers. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so now, now the question is going forward. Again, they... Like there's there's no question. Did or they didn't? They blew their blow their wad. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki, yeah. Ruby Soho. That's the first thing I Punk's text you. debut match. Uh, Cole and Christian, or I'm sorry, Cole and Brian, all on the same show. So there's the wad. Yeah. It's blown. It is exciting. I'm gonna but, watch Wednesday. This is one of those things too. Is uh, I wonder if they had all this plan. And I also did hear that you know they're still rumoring stuff might get shut down. So they wanted to get this stuff in front of crowds, which it, yeah. I get that reason. And I wonder how much also since WWE said, well, fuck you, a SummerSlam. And they just said one after another yeah. after another. Yeah, yeah. How much they were like, well, fuck you. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll cause a buzz they, again, uh, too. So what you're saying is they went all in. <laughs> yeah, they went all out. <laughs> uh, but now, and now here's the other question. Oh, yeah, we're all in. And, and WWE contracts are not usually brought to the forefront, but you usually can kind of find out about what guys mm. are making. They're bringing these guys in. You know for well they're all getting paid well like and now you could say it's a billionaire's money tossing <laughs> or billionaire's kid fuck tony khan he's honest <laughs> to god what a snarly little shit he's dad's daddy's money he hasn't done a fucking thing as well. oh yeah so there's a there's a cardboard stand-up of his dad in the back like just in yeah, the offices awesome. of children <laughs> yeah. people like take pictures of that shit hi so they're throwing money around and they're bringing in talent and they're drawing interest and they got momentum on their side there's no okay. doubt about it but it's not like Vince doesn't have money. He, yeah. he could have spent the money on all these guys. Oh, he just got a billion from Fox. Yeah, he could easily spend it just yeah, as much, just as right well. Now. And they're cutting costs. They're the Now, say what you will, but they're the ones that survived all of it. Territories, Turner, everything. They yep. survived on the other side and became a billion-dollar publicly traded company that just got you know, a billion dollar contract from a major, major. Well, and they got network. the Peacock contract in the Peacock and they got contract. the Saudi contract. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, no, no. Peacock offered him like a million or a billion dollars yeah. for five years of rental yes. of their product. Yeah. Not even yeah. owning. So any they're, other. they're in bed with NBC with Fox. I mean, it, it's real life shit to say that they're there. They're, they're not even close, no. but they do have really good talent. They have a lot of momentum. How's it going to pay off? Well, now for the boys, it's awesome because they don't run house shows. They and I'm sure they get some money for the TV contracts. I mean, they Turner just gave them another hour because they like it, so that that's good things. Yeah, pay per view rates are going to bring in some money. You, the the crowd for your TV shows are going to bring money. I just have to imagine cool. they're currently spending way more than they're bringing in, just on the talent alone. I got to imagine, and then now with great talent, you're going to draw, draw your interest. You're going to get more people watching, more sponsors. Yeah, so you're paying but, off for the long run. You're basically. paying off for the long run. Hopefully, because we still have to see how it plays out. You look at the, you look at the talent roster at WCW 1996. You said compared to WWF, and you go, "There's no way they're losing." Yeah, and they did. And so you know, learn from mistakes of the past and all that. And there's and there's tons of reasons to be excited. I'm going to watch on Wednesday, and I very rarely ever watch. So like, I'm excited. I want to see what's next. Yeah, you got me, but you could also lose me. 
And in doing so, not just me, but losing the crowd because if they blow it or not even blow it, but maybe, you know, they don't hit a home run. Some of the people that are tuning in because they know these guys are here. Well, if they have another one of those death match fiascos. Well, that's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you're still a young company. They're going to miss. WWE's missed a ton of times. They've just hit more and the hits have counted more. But again, I think with all these guys coming in, I mean, even God, what are they paying the big show? And, and how much money Probably is he going to bring in in return for them so, right now? So it's, I thought about their money and I wonder, you look at a, see, I wonder if they get in cut corners a little. Cause you look at a guy like CM Punk, you're like, no matter what, this dude's going to sell merch. We already mm-hmm. know this. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, he had the top selling shirt. The, he sold more shirts in one day he, he than anyone did in 24 hours. Shirt, yeah. You, you look at the crowd, days, it, half of them are wearing CM Punk shirts. Yeah. In, three, in three days, he had sold more shirts than anyone had ever sold on Pro Wrestling Tees. And I was like, I was uh, talking to somebody and I'm like, that might not sound like a big deal, but you think about how long they've been selling Bullet Club shirts and you see those everywhere. Like, yeah. that's a lot of shirts to sell in three days. That was, blo- I mean, but that was going to happen but for I'm CM Punk. But he's made, so you so look at a guy like that and you're like, you know, you're going to make money here. Yeah. Because I heard PWT, at, like, they actually pay pretty well from what I've heard. Uh, so you you wonder if you can cut a little corners and like, hey, man, you're going to make money here. You're going to make money here. So maybe they're saving a little bit. I don't know. Hard to say. Without house shows, without the insane contracts that WWE got for Peacock and Fox, like, they're fine. They got, now, the Khan family, the Khan family has the money, but mm-hmm. you don't get into any sort of business without the intention of making money. That's yeah. just not what you but do. I'm sure they got in the first few years of this knowing, well, we're going to be losing money. Yeah, of course. Well, so. I mean, I'm sure they shelled out a shit ton for a video game that they're developing now. Yeah. That's and you're right. I Which think is you, a huge risk. It's very big risk. And you're right. Where yeah, they probably went into it saying you you, know, you probably have a five year plan or what have you, and that plan is going to include losing money. I very strongly doubt they thought two years ago that this talent influx, the way it is right now, yeah. was going to be there available. And that you know now that it was, where where did it? How much did it alter that five year plan? I also think they're probably beating some of the expectations they would have had to you know at this point. Or even like six months, you know, whatever point. They're probably higher on expectations than they thought they would be. I would imagine so. But you look at a company like, you hear like Ring of Honor paid a guy like Marty Skrull, like main roster WWE money. That's not even a company that has, you know, they've got million dollar owners, but they don't have TV contracts. So I'm sure AEW's doing okay. I watched their pay-per-view and there's probably 300 people in the seats for a pay-per-view. You know, it's, you know, I don't know where they're folding. I don't know. Um, so I'm sure Herb Abram numbers probably doing yeah. all right. <laughs> you, you like that Herb Abram's episode. I watched you? it again recently. Yeah, so it's all that was fresh a good one. <laughs> so what do you think on the future here, Mark? So you got, again, you got TV exposure. That's good. You got a loaded talent roster. I mean, I mean, I will say a bloated talent roster, to be honest with you. There's far too many guys under contract for the amount of, yeah, their roster's hella better than it was when they started. TV available. Um, I mean, I got nothing but high hopes for the future now. They got a lot going for them right now. I don't see... I mean, they could totally blow it, but I think it's just like before. They have even more potential now than they did then. Mm. So, And they've gone on, what, two years now, you said? Mm-hmm. That place was packed. It was also Chicago and a CM Punk return. But, I mean, you don't see them blacking out seats up top, you know? Well, they sold out that New York arena that's what, like, 16, 17,000 people. Mm-hmm. They've got that coming up in like two or three weeks. So, so I mean, it can't, they can't, I mean, you might disagree, but I mean, 
they can't do any worse than they already have, and they can't do any worse than the worst WWE's been doing lately, I would think. The thing is, too, and they sold out that arena very quickly, but I think in a big market, with the talent and the names that they got, and the excitement that they got, and the genuine interest of fans wanting to be a part of it, wanting mm. to be a part of oh, the rise. It's awesome. Because you we didn't, you know, you didn't get to do that with WWE. You grew up, you start watching wrestling, Hulk Hogan's on TV. It already was what yeah. it was. And it rode waves, but like it was just it was already there. Yeah. You you know. So I think fans have the genuine interest in hey, we we can't half ass it. Like if we want this to build, we gotta go to the shows when they come to our town. Like yeah. we're going to do that. And we will, you know, and that's a really, really good thing. Yeah. But we also been two years it's not a long time how long is that going to sustain at some point at some point it's going to you know it's going to be you don't go to the wwe every time they come to town because they're always going to come to town because it's the wwe yeah and you know the wwe is what anybody would think of wrestling and you know you talk to somebody who doesn't know anything about it they'll be like i saw another show on it wasn't wwe it's like well it, it was aew and yes they're they're definitely number two and they're doing they're doing well but they're not wwe they're not ufc they're not Kleenex. They're not the name brand yet, and it's they may never be. So what it's gotta it's gonna take some time to really hold your own, have a product that people really want to see, because eventually the idea of we gotta go out to the show because we gotta help build them is gonna go away. Yeah. I'll get all of them, but <laughs> yeah, you glad you enjoy them. No, I I think that was I agree with the majority of that. I I guess it's, uh, I'm lost now as to what I was going to say. I had it, but um, no, basically, basically I agree. I, they are they are doing exciting things. There's things that I'm genuinely getting excited about, and I think that's one thing they've got that WWE doesn't. They're they're not really doing anything. I'm genuine excited. They have things that I keep sticking around for. Just you know, yeah, because even after all the debuts, say they don't do debuts for a while, I'm still excited to see what these matchups are going to be. Yeah, sure, you're where, still going where to get they're to stick going, around, sure. you know? How they're going to work. Because, I mean, you got to admit, they're giving you something different. Yep. I mean, it's you're, there's a clear difference between WWE and AEW, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You're uh, you're softening up on it a little, aren't you? I give credit where it's he due. He won't admit it. He won't admit I give, that. I give credit where it's due. They're, they're, they're he, pulling, I mean, they're pulling a lot of strings and making a lot of big, big, yeah. big splashes, and you can't, deny that i was i said before we started recording right when i got here i said i wish i could put my finger on and explain elaborately because i just can't of why there's some really good wrestlers and there's some really good matches and it feels like a wrestling show but still just feels less than well you 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 texted about uh i think last night even uh you know production value but like what are you gonna do like you're still building up yeah that's that's gonna come in time yeah um I'm WWE, sure WWE like, wasn't great in the beginning either. You know what I mean? I'm WWE's sure. almost like screwed themselves on production where it's almost too produced. Like yeah. it doesn't feel genuine. No, um, no, you're right. But yeah, I think that stuff comes in time too. So I feel like that's probably part of your thing with them. But well, and the thing is too, it looks like a good show, like the set and everything. Like It looks good, but it kind of looks the same. And I think I'm kind of leaning on that too. I was watching it last night and it... The crowd was into a lot, but then as they kind of petered out, it just didn't feel special. You know, uh, the talent coming in was huge because they're great talent. You Anybody who's a wrestling fan will be happy to see what Cole and Danielson are going to do. But it didn't, I don't know, didn't feel big to me. And, and 
there's uh, Bischoff says you can either be better than, less than, or different than. Yeah, I think they need to be a little more different than. I think by putting in an, an arena full of people with a lot of talent that you already know is cool, but we've also been there, and, and I know what Punk can do. Again, we like I mentioned earlier, we came up with him on the rise, so now we know who he is. And man, it's awesome for him that he's back. But am I super duper excited to watch more Punk wrestling matches? No, because it's the same then. Being the same then isn't necessarily good. Danielson's amazing. And so you got a couple matches right off the top. Like, man, I really want to see that. Even then, it's the kind of same then. Whereas MJF is different. And MJF had my full fucking attention the entire time. So, like, integrate all of that. Create something that really gets the fans buzzing. Because bringing them in has them buzzing. That's great. Now you got to get something to keep us. And I guess it remains to be what remains to be seen. I will be hope hopeful. I'll, I'll be optimistic. I'll give you that. I'm not softening, but I'm optimistic. Can I give yeah. you that one? One of your biggest gripes is, uh, oh, it's just a car crash shit show wrestling. But uh, the 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 main event got a little, you know. Everybody coming out at the end was a little car crash. But other than that, no, it was pretty, 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 tightly pretty solid rated. wrestling yeah. show. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a spot fest in almost anything other than the Bucks. Uh, Kenny had a couple spots that were crazy, but like, nah, I mean, nothing, even Darby didn't have a spot. No, so, uh, I mean, they're getting down to like, you know, base and the crowd was still into the matches. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a fan of the show, especially from a production standpoint, this was the tightest show they've ever done. Like it moved along quickly. There wasn't a lot of filler time. They threw like a promo or two in there. I mean, even the matches were super quick. Like it was, it was tight show, which WWE is almost too good where they trick you on that. Some of those video packages last Forever. A long time. A match. A match. Those yeah. entrances can last a long time. And they're all done really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like, because like Lashley and Goldberg was not a match I cared to see. But, like, man, you watch that video package and you're like, shit, they kind of got me. Yeah. Because like, yeah. they're good at it. Yeah, they'd have their video package and it would last maybe 30 seconds and the match is starting. And it's like, oh, no, that's a good thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we're you're paying for wrestling. We're getting more wrestling. Like, yeah. yeah. That's nothing to be upset about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is their... I don't think it's their best pay-per-view, uh, but this was probably one of the most solid. So solid through and through, and it, it didn't have a it didn't the... have a crazy monumental moment like match-wise. Uh, like the Daniel Bryan and Adam uh, Cole coming out were amazing, but I don't think you get like. I think I think the most standout moment of the whole thing was the tax shoe. The tax shoe. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay, probably that, you know, the most the Lucha viral Brothers today. winning was probably yeah the biggest standout of this mat or this pay-per-view. But, but even like so much happened afterwards. I forgot. Like, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. No, and that's and that's so the thing really that you gotta be careful of because they can't do this every time. They can't give you a Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and you know, every single time. It yeah. just can't happen. That's they gave it they to gotta... you now, and it's awesome. It's got me who doesn't watch the weekly television ready to watch the weekly television. Yeah. Yeah. This is where so, it, no, it, it got me in. Yeah. I'm watching way more regularly than I was before. Yeah, like I said, this is where like you're not gonna be able to do the debut. So get me excited for the matchups because. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to have the same situation. Like you said, um, Punk, you already know what he's going to do. I kind of feel that way too, but I'm excited for that guy in the mic. I'm decided uh, him in storylines is what, what his story stuff. is going to be. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan though, I want, I don't care if it's the same or not. I want to see him fight all the time. Uh, he turns anything into gold. So I'm so excited for that. I'll tell you what, CM Punk goes heel here. He's going to hit gold. Oh, well, Heel punk's the best. He's gonna. Uh, they, they're the abundance. You of already fucking got heels, the. You already got the, the like, push of the. You get somebody turning face a little bit. Get, 
do a shocking MJF face turn or something. He's in his best as a heel. Now, him being gone for so long, there's no way that. he couldn't get a babyface reaction. Whereas Adam no, Cole was sure. just a heel on our TV two weeks in. ago. It wasn't yeah. – it's completely fine yeah. for him to come in as a heel. But but I think if, if Punk – if and when Punk ever does a heel turn, it'll be gold. I think so oh, too. He's Yeah. That uh, 434-day run that he had – where he turned, he turned heel in the, in middle, the middle of it, of and it, it was amazing. Macho Man stuff. Couldn't they technically... There's Gallows is there. Do the Straight Edge Society They could bring that deal. back. Dude, that yeah. chick's there, too, yeah. isn't she? They yeah. could bring that back. Uh, is Mercury still even They'd have to change the name, probably. Remember. No, he was with like Ring of Honor for a little while. I think he's just kind of out there with Joey Mercury. So Straight Edge Society could definitely <laughs> be back. There you go, dude. Put, put Doc Gallows in there. <laughs> Doc Gallows and Anderson need to be doing podcasts and not be on my screen. I, they're channel changers for Yeah, me. they've yeah. also... Which, uh, they're not even AEW guys, but they just make them such... They're just hench. You know? Yeah. Like, that's just it on there. That's kind of what they always were. Even in WWE, they were they were they're AJ's, AJ's guys. Henchmen, yeah. yeah. That's what they brought them in as. They at least showed personality on there a little more, you know? Here, they're just straight up. Yeah. But they used no. them as a mechanism to turn AJ heel. Yeah. Yeah, the best thing is... Hey, heel AJ was awesome. Yeah, no, it was but, cool. I, see, I could, I could buy them with AJ. Them being with the Bucks and Omega and their goofy shit, it kind of looks like... They wouldn't hang out with these guys in real life. Nah. What the fuck? Nah. <laughs> well, have you ever seen Sex Ferguson? Yes, they would. <laughs> what, Chad, too bad. Sex, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might. Man, this yeah. has been an episode, huh? Dude, this is our first. I don't know if we've ever gone longer than this. This is two hours and fifteen minutes. Hell yeah! So, depending so, on what might get cut out at the beginning, this is at least a two-hour-long episode. Well, folks, when you you fire it up, if it's a longer than normal, stick with us. It, 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 this is. I felt great about this episode. Yeah, turn, turn it into a two-parter yourself. You can turn it. I've done it. I've done it plenty of times. I see longer pods and go. Oh, I'll, I'll hour to night, yeah, hour find tomorrow. a way to catch it. Yeah, do an hour here and an hour the next day. Exactly. Uh, if you stuck around long this long with us, or you're on your second run, uh, Stranglehold is still doing awesome, man. We got we got flyers and posters all around town. Since last time we've been on, Buzzbin has signed on to be our official after-party spot. Which. Then show Just off play. your show off your work, pal. That that's that's uh our graphics guy you is, see it. Oh, is oh, your boy and mine, Mark Thomas. Uh but it's all over the WrestleCast page, it's all over the, the Facebook page, all over my personal page. You can't miss it. Um Buzzman, if you guys have never been Go before the show and check it out. It's a. I just went Friday. There you go. Well, I've been a, there a few times. Too, I went so twice Friday. <laughs> yeah, he liked it so much. went back twice. It's an awesome bar. Great beer selection. Uh, like the coolest bartenders. I I have known from other people too. Where like the kind of man, it's like it's like a metal bar. Like it, yeah, I mean, there's probably gonna be a metal or a punk band playing. All kinds of different stuff. Yeah, but I I saw a punk band doing like uh, '80s covers that were like a. Uh, 80s radio hit covers. It was awesome. Yeah, so, have and, all different kinds of music goes there. And so, I mean, there might be a, a loud band playing when you go in, but like the the people, I, I've never, you have a much, much greater chance of somebody giving you a hard time in a Louisville fucking bar than you do at Buzzman. Nobody's there to give you a hard time, man. No, Nobody's I've never had trouble there. Enjoy a show, enjoy a beer, Big enjoy patio. a really nice patio set, which I mean, that's what we're hoping for is the weather's still going to be yeah. pretty nice by the 25th. Maybe they still got arcade games and shit, too? No, they moved those out. They uh, uh, they got oh, the... Oh, there's a place next door now, isn't there? I, they own the place next door to it now, I don't, don't remember. They? I didn't stop in the next but door, even but then, it's open oh, okay. up. The next door, they have a they have an art and t-shirt shop and stuff and record oh, okay. and a vinyl, so like really cool vinyl oh, selection cool. over there, too. You know me, so I you love that You need to shit. go yes. check that out. It's right so. downtown, too, so like there's 
plenty of other stuff to do, like grab a bite to eat. Grab a bite to eat. Um, Chris uh, mentioned that he would uh, get a couple food trucks out there for us. But even still, if you want to, you know, I, I won't ever tell somebody not to go to George's and get a burger. Just had some chicken tenders there Friday, too. I was everywhere. You yeah. Hit, yeah, that's my downtown uh, swing as well. So <laughs> you get a bite to eat, too. But immediately after the show, we're all going to be there. We're going to clean up as soon as we can. And uh, it's probably, what, five minutes from the fairgrounds, man. It ain't far at all. So, um Make sure you check out Buzzbin, and if you're listening, check it out even before the show, so you get a get a feel for it. It's a cool bar, good people. Uh, Chris, the owner, huge wrestling fan, can't be more thankful. They're they're helping out a ton with uh, with this sponsorship, so really really excited to share that news. Hell yeah! That I don't know how many times we'll have to actually say that anymore, but we'll all be there. If anything else, we will. I might even there. I might even bring a friend or two with me. There so. you go. Say hi if you go. Some lucky lady might be my plus one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess. Is there anything you'd like to say before we go, sir? Nope. Uh, <laughs> catch me at your local Target. I'm at all of them, so <laughs> see you around. All right, well, I guess. It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. That's why us three of us just spent well over two hours talking wrestling. Well, yeah. we talked 15 minutes about the SWAT team at my house. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, we talked talk some Talk some shit about heels, which... I forgot to mention CM Punk is in the third episode playing I've quite a character. Heard, I've heard that as well. Um, yeah, I definitely want to thank you. I haven't seen Mark uh, you in a while, but thanks. Uh, oh, no problem. Man. Jared's asked me quite a few times, just through shooting the shit, texting mm-hmm. me, Hey, we should pod soon. Like never happened. Like perfect timing holiday. That's uh, it. Pay-per-view. <laughs> perfect. So thanks. Guys. It, it worked no, out man. great. No, for sure. I'll do it anytime. Like you seem to be the AEW guy too, so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more of that as the years go on. Now we didn't get the the angry interactions back and forth, but I because there was no Cody on the really show last time. Boy, <laughs> if there was Cody on the show, you'd get another one. So, so this show started at ten stars for me, ten out of ten. <laughs> no Cody on there, and it could only go up and down throughout it. So that means I'm going to put it at about a good solid sixteen and a half stars out of ten for, for Jared. <laughs> I, on yeah, the I didn't even think about that. It already had that going. There for you it, go. What, so. well, before we go, I guess give him that out of out of 10 what, what do you rank the show oh i mean it's probably the best one i've ever seen i'll go ahead and give it like a 7.5 okay i give it a seven match wise like i said a couple matches could have even just been on dynamite but it was solid debut wise that that might knock it up to an eight just for the yeah. significance no, that this I, could it cause a ton of significance. So i i i would agree it it might knock it up to an eight for me with it, with the with the debuts i just i just wish they would have done them a little yeah it might nicer. depend how this looks in hindsight. Like, what's it leading to? That's this true. might be an that's... important, significant, game-changing shift. Who knows? I think there, that's yeah. what we're landing on. I think it absolutely is, hopefully for better, but you know, possibly for, for worse. But this is kind of that really pivotal point, and we're going to see which direction they really shoot yeah. from here. For sure. What, what do you give it, did you say? 16 and a half. No, 16 for, and for real, I would, I, would, I, would, I would think I'm about with John, I think, match-wise. No, I'd have to go back and watch the other ones, but by, nothing was really offensive besides... QT and, and Big Show, um, so I'm thinking it's about like about a seven probably for quality, and then you you can't beat the, I mean you, you can't get bigger than Cole and Danielson at this moment, so it's yeah. going to be probably like an eight out of ten, but with no Cody, nice. twenty nine and a half stars. Look at Fuck that, yeah. you gave it a point five more than me. I can't believe it, <laughs> and more than him. Shit, twenty nine. No, you said eight. I said eight. Twenty nine so. and a half. All right. Well, Anytime Cody's not on my screen. <laughs> the Malachi Black promo was good. I mean, oh, I, I, yeah. I texted him. I said, "How can you uh, anybody let a talent like that go?" It's beyond yeah, me. That's I, another I guy that, that one. he's another guy that you hear you heard he had so much in his own development, like ideas wise, and that's where I think a guy like Bray Wyatt would thrive. And it looks like Miro is. If Bray Wyatt can come in here and have a little creative control, like Malachi Black's getting, I'll still cheer the channel. Well, they even started doing them. 
with Malachi Black at <sighs> WWE. They started doing that gimmick. Cut and the legs out from under. Just completely yeah. took it yeah. out. Straight. And Did then the he lucked out with a 30-day no-compete instead yeah. of 90. So. Yeah, it's right there. Man, we covered it. Yeah. We covered a lot. Two hours, 20 minutes, this one, guys. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Follow us helps on Facebook. Helps a lot. Uh, any, any rating on the podcast providers and helps. Helps a lot. Uh, Buy an Ohio WrestleCast shirt. Yeah. The, the pink and black one, the Heart Foundation one with us three. We love it. We haven't bought it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to get start. on it. I just got to, yeah, I'm doing good right now, so I'm going to I'm gonna get one. I got a lot of stuff <laughs> going on. I'll get one later. Um, I didn't know they were available, but I'm going to get one. There you go. Yeah. You do now. <laughs> you just if sold one. You want to find the site? It's on the Ohio WrestleCast Facebook. We page. lost our signal. We might be talking to nobody. Oh shit! Oh no! It was uh, it was the uh, monitors okay. going out. Now they know. Well, scared me for a second, well, dude. I think we're here. Let's take it home. All right. Now, with that said, bye, internet. Bye. I won't.